106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Elections, this is Pat. May I help you? Yes, ma'am. Is this where you find out where you're supposed to go vote? Yes, it is. Well, maybe you can help me with this. You know, I voted absentee a couple of weeks ago. I thought I was going to be out of town on election day coming up, and now I found out that I'm going to be here, so I need to know where I'm supposed to go vote again. Well, sir, you said you already voted absentee. Yes, ma'am, I have. Well, you can't vote again in this election if you've already voted. Well, why can't I? Well, that's the law. Nobody can vote more than one time in a single election. Well, I've done it lots of times before. Sir? Yes, ma'am. Just about every election, some of these candidates will come by and give me and my old lady $10 a piece to vote for them. And, you know, we own a fixed income, and that money really do come in handy every year, so sure do. Well, candidates aren't supposed to be paying people to vote for them. Well, why not? I thought that's the way they all do it. It seems like the ones with the most money always win the election. Well, maybe it seems that way, but that's not the way it works. Well, i tell you what. I had one of them come by here this morning and give us $20 to go vote for him next month. Because I needed the money real bad, and I didn't tell him that I'd done already voted two weeks ago. In fact, I had voted for that other fellow that he running against because he had came by him, and he gave us one of these, I think he called gift certificates or whatever you call it, for six hamburgers and six orders of french fries and six soda water. And me and my old lady went to town and voted for him that very day and then went on and uh, got them hamburgers and soda water and french fries and ate them. But, you know, I didn't think it'd make no difference if we voted, voted for both of them because, uh, you know, two votes ain't going to make no difference no how. Well, sir, you just can't do that. And I need the names of both of those candidates. Well, I ain't going to be able to tell you that. I just uh, need to know where I can go vote again without causing no troubles. all I'm trying to find out. Well, we have a list of all the people that have voted, so if you try to vote again, we'll know. It's called a poll list. A poll list? I ain't never heard of no poll list. Yes, it's all the people that have already voted in their precinct. Well, what if I just goes to a different precinct? Well, if you go to a different precinct than you're supposed to, then your name won't be on the voter list. Say they won't. Well, what if I just tell them I just moved into that precinct? Sir, you should go to the courthouse and report the names of the candidates that are paying you to vote, because buying votes is a criminal offense. Well, one of them already work at the courthouse. Am I supposed to go tell him? You know, and I done spent his money and had to buy a tire from old pickup this morning, what I used it for, and, uh, man, man, you think he could find out if I didn't go vote for him? Sure, it's public record. Anybody can look at the voter list. Well, do it tell who you voted for, though? No, it won't tell who you voted for, but your name will appear on the list. Well, I done spent the money and ate the hamburgers. Man, ain't, that a, ain't this him a mess? Uh, I could probably come up with that $20. Reckon you or your husband or some of your friends, if I gave you the money, could go vote for this fella? <laughs> no, sir, we can't do that. Uh, what is your registration number? 
I don't know what registration number. Uh, I lost it after I voted that first time. Sure wish I could find it, though. Again, they didn't put no markings or nothing on it. It'd probably be easy to use it again. And I wish I could go up there and vote for that fellow that come by here this morning. You know, everybody entitled to the right to vote. Yes, sir, that's right, but not twice in one election. Who are you, sir? Well, I can't tell you that, but I will tell you I'm just a concerned citizen and voter involved in politics. Mm, I think I'd be concerned, too, if I were in your shoes. Well, I sure do appreciate your help. I got to go now. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, this is Lou Benninger, and uh, you're listening to No Hostages Radio podcast, and uh, welcome to this, uh, I guess this would be considered our Christmas uh, session, though it comes out on December 26, 2020, this is our 91st episode, but it's pretty close to Christmas, so I'm going to go ahead and just wish you all a great Christmas. And if you didn't have a good Christmas yesterday, have one today, right? Just have a good day today. Uh, we know it's uh, it's been difficult uh, in the United States. Everybody's been talking about that. <clears throat> and it hasn't been a difficulty caused by an illness. It's been a difficulty caused by the government, and they've, they've uh, manipulated, exploited an illness that we have every year, which is the common cold called a coronavirus. Uh, that isn't a new term started this year. It's been around for years. And uh, <clears throat> scientists who study viruses and a variety of things, that's their label for the often mutating or, or a changing virus called the common cold, corona. And so the reason there's never been a vaccine is that as soon as you get the vaccine made, which they're already talking about, They've already made made them, and now they're saying that there's now a new strain. So what you're going to hear from the government is this more and more new strains, worse strains. We can't shut down. This is going to be the new normal, okay? So you're listening to uh, No Hostages Radio. You may have found us through a podcast and picked it up as No Hostages Radio. If you want to go look at our website, you're welcome to. It's loaded with all 91 sessions. Uh, as well as uh, each week we do two articles that, that run in the Territorial Dispatch, which is uh, a paper in Northern California that uh, comes out in hard copy and on the Internet. It's uh, territorialdispatch.com, or you can get a hard copy in, in uh, a few counties up here in Yuba Sutter counties. And I'm not sure, quite sure what counties we're off into nowadays. But I write two articles for them a week if you're interested in that type of stuff, if you're up in the north here. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to get uh, a hold of me, it's easy, really easy. Just uh, you can email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Same uh, end as our website, nohostagesradio.com. Just add lou at in front. And you can dial me up at 530-713-1838 if you want to give me a shout-out or uh, text me. Very easy, 530-713-1838. If you're new to this, we're in Northern California, north of the capital 
of California, which is called Sacramento. This is farming area up here. It's way different than Southern California. Uh, we don't dislike them down there. Uh, we just aren't like them. We're different. It's just different. It's like two different states. But uh, here we are. So uh, as, as I said, Merry Christmas to you. You know, uh, most of my uh, young years up till the time of, uh, I was almost 22, I just uh, started out enjoying, like a lot of you did, Santa Claus and getting gifts. And then it wasn't until I uh, got converted <clears throat> I wasn't raised in church or if with any kind of spiritual bent to my family. There was just kind of a zero there. But uh, eventually I got out on my own and, and bumped around a little bit, got in some trouble. And eventually a friend of mine, uh, he had began to follow Jesus. And so he invited me to come and check it out, which I did. I was kind of... Uh, just kind of at a place in my life where I was interested in looking for if there was anything else out there. And actually, though you know, think you know a lot, you know very little. And so I got onto Jesus, totally changed my life completely in every way. So now I'm much more connected to these spiritual holidays, I should call them, whether you call it uh, the Resurrection Day which the community calls Easter, some of them, or Christmas, which is about the birth of Jesus, the coming of Jesus. So some of you just celebrate the uh, gathering together of family, which I always enjoyed, family getting together, my grandparents and grand, most, mostly grandmothers. <coughs> and uh, just seeing everybody get together, my uncles, and, and uh, it was just a special time of the year. And so hopefully, if you have family around, you're enjoying those uh, experiences that they we know that you don't think about it too much when you're young, but they they come to pass. And those people come to pass, and then pretty soon you're the old ones. And uh, and then sometimes, like nowadays, families are divided or they're separated by states and maybe countries. And so it's hard to get together. And so you remember those times when everybody was together and it was everybody had to be together. We just it was a big deal. So I hope you enjoyed some of that. If you were on your own, hopefully you got together with people that you could relate to and spend some time with and and uh, enjoy the day. Uh, there's I'm not going to talk about Christmas today. I'm going to talk about what's going on uh, around our country. And uh, so let me get to it here in a minute. I'm just going to get my sheet up here that I need to work off of. So so the program today really doesn't have any anecdotal stuff about Christmas or stories and stuff like that. There's plenty of places you can get that. I'm doing something a little different here. My view of the, you know, it's not the only time during Christmas that the country has been in, in catastrophe or, you know, in a dangerous situation or stressed. I mean, certainly we had Christmases during the wars during the all of the wars Vietnam Korea World War 1 World War 2 all the wars we you know revolutionary war all of them we had christmas and people celebrated uh what is going to be what is eternal and all of this nonsense corruption fraud criminality treason traitors that's all temporary and it's going to come to pass the people that are committing these acts will come to pass 
the country will come to pass at some point, and uh, those that are following Jesus are, are going to just go right on into eternity, and the, what, what is good and wholesome and righteous is going to keep going right on. So welcome tonight, and uh, <clears throat> if you don't know about some of these things I'm talking about, and maybe you're out there doing the wild thing and having a good time doing if you ever want to talk about maybe changing it up, you can just dial me up at 530-713-1838, shoot me a text. I had a lady text me the other day. <clears throat> People said, oh, Lou, you just give your number to anybody. I said, well, yeah, I give it a lot of times to criminals that I work with in the jail. And so the other night, a lady that had been out for a while texted me, and she said, Lou, I need some help getting into a rehab. And I said, that would be easy to do, and my pleasure. So if you've got some problems, you're you're struggling in any way, <clears throat> I'm certainly here to, to help. Uh, and you just give me a shout out and we'll do, do the very best we can. First of all, as I, my habit has been over the last, <clears throat> since June of this past year, is to talk about the recall of the governor, Gavin Newsom. If I get to it, I'll get to some more details on that. But uh, the, the uh, signatures are mounting up. We needed uh, almost 1.5 million uh, good signatures. They can't have any flaws in them. They have to be signed uh, perfectly. They have to be, uh, uh, they have the right address. You have to be registered to vote. So if you've goofed it up, go sign again and sign correctly. We need people right now. Uh, I think we have about 1.5 million signatures in general, but we need a couple hundred thousand extra <clears throat> to make sure that we have good signatures to cover those that are rejected by the uh, Secretary of State's office. So if you could help us, it's very easy to do. And whatever county you're listening to this from, you can go to the website at recallgavin2020.com and you could print off a uh, petition and just have your friends sign it. You could have them write during the Christmas holidays or New Year's holidays or Take it to work with you if your boss is okay with that, and just have folks sign it right there, and then you can mail it right in. You can mail it yourself. So please, uh, please, everybody, just go out and get five or ten more signatures on your own. Just don't, you know, sign in, it's great, but go out and get five or ten more signatures. If you don't know, <clears throat> if you don't have a printer and you can't print off a uh, a petition, you can look on the Recall Gavin 2020 or 2020.com website, and on that website, you can find the Facebook site for your county for the recall, and just go there and search out on that Facebook site where, where you can go to sign and find that, so you can do that that way. What I'm referring people to in the Yuba Sutter County's area is going out to Universal Security, uh, Elite Universal Security on 5548 Feather River Boulevard because they're open every single day. You can, any day of the week, uh, you can go there and they will sign you up. You can sign the petition. You can get blank petitions. You could even register to vote, then sign there as well. Uh, their phone number, if you ever need to call them, is 530 8053074902 you don't need to call them ahead of time just show up 5548 feather river boulevard listen we can do this we need to get uh, all the signatures in before march 17 that's the drop dead date so they probably are going to cut it off about march 10th 
get all the signatures in so they can cull them, go through, and uh, then turn them over to the Secretary of State by the 17th. Then they'll start counting them. Then if we have enough, they'll they'll uh, crank up an, an, a special election. That will uh, the question on the special election will be: Do you want to recall the governor? Yes or no? And if we get more yeses than no, then there'll be a slate of people that would be interested in replacing the governor should he be recalled. And at that point, then uh, whoever gets so you vote yes or no, and then in per chance that there is a recall, whether you want it or not, you would pick the second best. Or, or if you're if you said, oh no, I want Gavin Newsom to stay, you could still pick another person to fill in because if Gavin is recalled, he's out and he doesn't get a second shot at it. So the people left on the ballot are the ones that will take over. Whoever gets the most votes out of, say, if there's five or six people, whoever gets the most votes will be the next governor. That's how it works. Very simple. And it's happened before. And it's only happened two times in the United States history. One of those times was with Gray Davis in 2003. Frankly, I wasn't involved in the recall. I I participated in it, but I wasn't really a mover and shaker or trying to organize or helping that much. I just signed the petition, and I was shocked when when we had a, an election, and I was shocked when he was recalled. It's it's not it's a big deal. So uh, please check that out. Okay, so I'm going to move right on. And uh, so many uh, hunt. They, there's a figure that keeps floating around in the United States. The uh, the the global reset or the one world government, or the global government, or the move to eliminate all borders and have one nation, the whole, the, all the countries of the world be one, uh, with one government, that, uh, you know, was just a few years ago, people say, oh, that's just conspiracy theory, da-da-da. Actually, you see that it's developing every day before your eyes. If you're still calling it a conspiracy theory, I don't know whether you can be helped. But that aside, I don't want to get off on that. I want to talk about the fact that every day we're seeing the uh, crushing of small businesses because the global government does not want small enterprises or they don't want independent thinking. So that's why you're having to be social distanced. That's why it has nothing to do with it. It's an illness. Because six feet doesn't help you at all in the illness. You need to be over 90 feet away if you want to keep away from any corona uh, particles, right? And uh, so that's just the fact. If you want to believe all the malarkey that a mask is helping you, you can believe also that it doesn't matter if a kid pees in the pool because he's got a bathing suit on. It's just nonsense. And the doctors that are promoting it should be held accountable Uh for ruining people's health and they should be just like the Nuremberg trials. They should be tried at the end of this. If we prevail and, and stop this overthrow people like Dr. Fong Lu should be held legally accountable and all the other health officers in the state of California. I don't know about others in other States, how they're operating, but, but what's going on here is criminal. It's not just, Oh, well, I'm just following my, my orders. No, what's going on is criminal. And as a doctor, when you take the oath and uh, you buy into being a medical doctor and licensed in the state of California, you are not licensed to manipulate and put people's health at risk. You're supposed to save people's lives no matter what age they are. 
So what's going on now is hundreds of thousands of small businesses are being uh, crushed by the government. And that's why you're seeing these close the business, open the business, close the business, open the business. That's why you see you can dine in. No, you can't. Now you got to dine out. No, you can't. Now you got to dine in. No, you can't. Dine, now you got to dine out. No, you can't. Now you can't have any dining. They're crushing these businesses. I was just in uh, Sam's Club today. Uh, people were behaving themselves and just buying their stuff, but it was jam-packed full of people. And you can't tell me the people weren't being uh, six feet apart. They were pushing carts and they were going right by each other and they were shopping. Sam's Club, all the big box stores, Amazon.com, all the big box stores are now becoming state businesses. People will be alone, uh, allowed to run them, <clears throat> but they will be told by the state how they're going to run. And they will be state-managed businesses. And all the other ones are going to be shut down unless there is a mass resistance. So I, the reason I'm giving this intro is I want to talk about my friend, my friends <clears throat> with an S <clears throat> at Uppercut Barbershop in Marysville, Wheatland, Rockland, and Yuba City. So when this first happened, <clears throat> the... Uh, the shutdowns first happened. They sh they told all the barbershops and salons and all kinds of businesses, the non-essential businesses. You remember that term? And you can just replace that with deplorables. That was Hillary Clinton's term because she's all a part of this global government thing. And they said shut down because coronavirus is going to uh, uh, get people in your sh in your barbershops, but out at the casino. People can be sitting next to each other uh, on the slot machines or playing at the gaming tables or eating at the buffets, and they're okay out there. So this is all manipulation. Now, here's the thing. Some of my friends who normally are fairly bright, they keep trying to figure this out logically. There is no logic to the coronavirus rollout, the stopping of it, supposedly, which is unstoppable the vaccines or anything about that. There's nothing logical about it. Shutting down schools, no, no logic. Uh, shutting down businesses, no logic. Keeping healthy people in their home, no logic. It's, and so trying to figure that out uh, is just you're just spinning your wheels. Uh, quit it. Just stop it. And what you have to get your mind around is that there's, there's people in the world. There are people in the world that operate behind the scenes. They're very wealthy people. They're bajillionaires. Sort of the front people for this group are people like Bill Gates, George Soros. But there are people way behind them that normally don't ever get their names brought up. But you can you can find out about them really easily, but I'm not going to get off into that tonight. Uh, I'm just going to talk about what's going on. So there's an attempt to shut down all these businesses and and all this foo for all of kicking out six hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars or giving businesses a, a, a bridge loan for payroll. That's all just uh, icing icing on the cake. It just it's not the cake. It's just temporary to finally shut all of them down it, it's it's making it look like they're trying to keep you afloat but really they're just going to shut you all down and the local people the supervisors in the city council are just complete puppets some of them can't find their brain cells with both hands they just they just they're totally confused 
or they get it and and they want to be a part of it because they want to butter their bread with with what's coming down the pipe. So my friends at the uppercuts, they didn't shut down because they they between the barbers and the cosmetologists and all the kids and the spouses that those barbershop operations were supporting, I think, something like 104 individuals. In other words, they were getting fed. And a lot of those people were not employed. They were self-employed. That means they couldn't go down and get unemployment checks. So you're talking about starving people out. Now, the people behind this whole global uh, fraud actually don't care whether people die. They don't care whether the elderly die. They don't really care whether kids die. They, they actually don't want 7 billion people on the earth. They want to shrink the population of the earth to about a billion. So I'm going to talk about right now, because there are people organizing in various cities around the United States to resist this. And eventually we'll resist it at the level of violence. But right now we're just kind of toying with all the, uh, the laws we have in place. So what's happened in, in, uh, in California is we have Gavin Newsom who has violated the constitution and I'm not going to get too deep into anything because I don't have that much time, but I'm going to take a break right here. We're going to play a few clips for you and we're going to have five more segments. Okay, here we go. provide tremendous support for creators like me in creating meaningful, positive content. But I unfortunately made a huge mistake of exercising free speech and trying to help people better their lives. I now realize both of these things are in direct violation of your community guidelines. My only explanation for my actions is that my parents raised me wrong. I grew up believing that helping people was a good thing. And my parents also raised me to believe that exercising free speech, which is a constitutional right in the country that you're based in, is a constitutional thing to do. To help me grow towards having the kind of integrity that you embody, I pledge to you that I will ban my parents from my life starting today. That's my commitment to you, Facebook. I'm sorry I violated your community guidelines. I now realize that truth is a direct violation of them. And I promise I will never speak any of it on your platform ever again in hopes of growing into a stronger person who's allowed to stay on your platform. Accordingly, Facebook, I solemnly pledge to only speak about things that are in accordance with the mainstream narrative that's currently destroying our country. And I will not encourage people to free themselves from the fear of a disease that's currently terrorizing the world with a 99.98% survival rate. And I will not suggest that there's proven treatments for the disease that are highly effective for the people who do get it. And I won't mention how you've censored doctors on your platform from speaking about such treatments. Because none of which have anything to do with a needle full of an experimental cocktail of a DNA-altering substance. Facebook, with your threat to ban me from your platform, you also mentioned that if I publish a correction statement to my audience with corrected information from your fact-checkers, that it would help my standing with regard to being able to stay on your platform. Well, Facebook, I would be glad to deceive my audience, manipulate their thinking, 
and disempower them with your fact-checkers' facts that are based on your political agenda. You've strong-armed me with fear into betraying my audience because I'm afraid to be kicked off your platform. Well, you know what? That's the kind of leader I want to be to my audience. One who bows down out of fear in the face of tyranny. So I'll do it, because I know I'm nothing without you, Facebook. I'm scared enough to believe that. So here goes. Dear audience, I'm sorry that I shared my thoughts with you. I never should have done that. And you should be terrified. It's not okay to live free from fear. Do not think for yourself. Keep your businesses shut down. It's good for you. And do not let your children play with other children. And don't you dare risk any level of self-responsibility with your health and well-being. And for God's sakes, do not risk any level of human connection. Humans are bad for the human race. Trust me, I'm a leader. A leader who aspires to uphold the values of the great leader of Facebook. I hope that was a good enough correction for you, Facebook. It felt empowering to be less authentic with my audience and more aligned with what you stand for. And finally, Facebook, as a comedian, I can tell you that your censorship is great for comedy. There's a comedic principle called truth in comedy, which means there has to be at least some truth in order to give rise to comedy and therefore to make people laugh and smile. And your dedication to censoring truth takes the truth out of comedy and therefore, you also take the comedy out of comedy. And I think that's good for comedy and good for humanity. Because we all know that comedy is a pandemic harming humanity. But Facebook, if you can just inoculate enough people with your control, then you'll be protecting all of humanity from comedy and truth. Facebook, please accept my sincerest apologies and regret for violating your ever-changing community guidelines. I stand with the rest of humanity in knowing we don't need you, you need us. <clears throat> I mean, you don't need us, we need you, because we're nothing without you. I hope that's clear. I also hope you can get the Facebook community guidelines to eventually replace the Constitution of the United States, because the Constitution is in direct violation of your community guidelines. Thank you, Facebook. All right, so Gavin Newsom 
basically has shut down the legislature. He didn't tell them to shut down. He just ignored them. So normally when they would pass budgets and, and they would authorize spending, that wouldn't normally come through the, 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 the part of the, of the legislature called the assembly. They would deal with the funding bills. They have been totally ignored. Gavin Newsom uh, has now taken over the entire state of California, the state bureaucracy, and running it just like a dictator would. He just is making decision after decision after decision. He's taken payoffs from China. He's he's uh, right. China has actually infiltrated our government at all levels of government, uh, all the way from the feds, all the White House, all the way down. Uh, they are uh, having sex with uh, congressmen, senators, assemblymen. They are paying them off. They're funding their campaigns. They're giving them interns in their office. They're they're serving in our laboratories. They're tapping into our computer systems. It's a full-on blitz from the Chinese. So uh, what we have going on is that uh, some people are resisting. Some people just believed everything and thought everybody was totally true blue and believed and shut down and stayed in their house and put put on masks and did jump through all the hoops and particularly the government did because why because they get all this money from gavin so they are they're playing the game right they're playing the game so um so my friend randy mitchell at uppercut and his partner charlie curiel and uh, another one of the guys, Tony Mendoza, I think it is, uh, they resisted and they wouldn't shut down. Now, if you notice, the barbershops are closed. They were open. They were closed. They could they could cut hair. They told them they could cut hair in July and August outdoors. But during those days, it was like almost 100 degrees every day and actually got up to 107. So they just they just they decided we're going to open up. And so uh, finally, uh, I won't go into all the gory details of cosmetology representative barber board inspectors coming up they told them to get out of their shop they were no longer going to be licensed and and they don't they didn't want to be have a license for their shops for their barbers and you're like oh my god you can't be cut somebody's hair i've been all over the world i've never asked a person if they had a license i just watched what they were doing went in there and got my hair cut no matter what country it was in so the whole thing there's nothing in the constitution that says you have to have a license to do a job, nothing. That's all extracurricular stuff. And in fact, if they forbid people from practicing their trade, like tree trimming or hair braiding or cutting hair or whatever, that is a violation of their constitutional rights. You think, well, how can people put up with that? Because most people alive today can't spell constitution, let alone know what's in it. So uh, uh, these guys at Uppercut, they do know something about it. So this week now this is how the government has totally taken away a multitude of our our rights that come from god one of them is the right uh if we're accused of something to have our day in court and that day in court is where you can personally show up and bring your friends and actually if you go before a, a, a jurors you would have some a jury of your peers that are screened uh, screened out for bias and but you would have your day of court. Now what they've done, not only in court but in supervisors and govern all kinds of government meetings, planning mission, meetings, council meetings, they've totally violated the Constitution. 
They, they claim that it's an open meeting by streaming the meeting and allowing you to email. Now, most many people, I don't know the most people, but many people in our society still don't have computers where, where they're connected to streaming or know how to do that or even know, do much with email. There's thousands, millions of people that don't do that. So to think that that is an open meeting is a crock of crap. So, But what they've done, they're... If you can go to Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, and, you, and, and you're going to risk COVID there, there's no, no way that you can logically say that you can't have a supervisor's open meeting, you can't have a city council open meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can't have a court case where everybody's in there arguing the case up front. Now, you can't tell me that a concerned citizen has the same pop emailing his his questions to the supervisors or the city council as he would standing up at a mic facing his uh the people he is unhappy with facing them and where they can hear his voice and look at his expression that is not open meetings that is not transparency that is not america people it ain't close to it it's it's a total you uh usurping of the rights of the people in this country and here's the sad part people that you like in our community that you voted for like you not being there they don't want you there they will not ever tell you that but they behind the scenes they are thrilled that this that the residents cannot come in and throw a holy fit because that's the way our government was designed that people can bring a complaint and it's it's a transparent open government now randy mitchell and 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 carlos or charlie curiel uh they they had a court date this week in fact it was yesterday and but it was not a court date where you attended anything and in fact it wasn't even zoom or it wasn't a a teleconference where like telemed where you could see your accusers on the other end these pussies down in sacramento are such uh spineless rats they're little rats they're vermin and they're down there in sacramento and an hour away where you can't grab them by the neck and shake them till they drop dead. And so, uh, so all you had for a court date, they're going to shut down your business. They're going to sh- try to shut. You're going to keep you from barbering anywhere in California. And they're going to do it with a phone call. So they had a conference call yesterday. How dare these people get away with this? And they have a conference call to hear, uh, to have a discussion about, you know, before an administrative judge, supposedly. So let me just, I'm going to give you some of the, uh, the court cases that are historical court cases that actually become law. There's law where the legislatures pass laws, and then there are court cases that actually establish the law. In other words, they can't violate the Constitution, the laws, but these are court cases that are used as precedent in current issues. So here's one deal for one, for one thing, the state constitution and the federal constitution gives you the right to come and go. You can just get up in the morning. You don't have to ask anybody anything. You can just go and get in your car and go somewhere or drive your, ride your bicycle, walk or whatever. You do not have to ask permission. That isn't true in every country in the world. And the other thing you can do is go out and make a living. 
you want to like some some of my friends drop by some tamales tonight so you can you can make tamales you could you can make a business of that you could paint houses you could do so the constitution say you have a right to come and go as you please and you have a right to make make money to support your family to earn a living you have a right to do that and not be infringed on by the government so it says here in Murdoch versus Penn Pennsylvania 319 US 105 that no state shall convert a liberty, that's what I'm talking about when I say a right is a liberty, shall convert a liberty into a privilege. A privilege is something that somebody gives you. They, they give you, say, oh, yeah, you, you can come. You can come to the, you can come into the club. We'll give you your privilege. You can come into, you have a way, you have access, right? No state shall convert a liberty into a privilege, comma, license it, comma, and attach a fee to it period. I'm going to say that again. No state shall convert a liberty. Liberty is to make a living into a privilege, license it and attach a fee to it. That's what they've done when there's, there's no other state of the 50 states of the United States that does more licensing and more regulating in businesses than uh, the uh, state of California. Now, they bring in millions and millions and millions of dollars sucking money off the top of these businesses. It, it isn't even based on whether the business makes a profit. They could go broke, but they still get that license fee. And it's just a, it's a, it's a control mechanism, and it's a money mechanism. Now, they say, oh, well, we're, we're doing this on behalf of the general public because we're making it safe then we're protecting the general public and the, the well-being of the general public it's a crock of crap there's no proof that that's true in fact people still get bad haircuts they get they they get their window put in and it leaks uh they get the concrete uh poured by contractors licensed people and it doesn't slope the right way and or it has a bird pond in the center of it a low spot it, there's no guarantee you can have the highest licensing of doctors and you still have malpractice suits, right? What you need is if you, you need laws, there's already all kinds of books, laws on the books. If you get stolen from defrauded, whatever, whatever. So uh, it says here, officers of the court have no, this is, I love this. Officers of the court have no immunity when violating a constitutional right. A lot of the officers think, oh, I'm, I'm immune. I work for the government. No, 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 no. In Owen versus independence, and I won't give you all the, if you, if you just Google Owen versus independence, it'll pop up for you. You can read it yourself. In that case, Owen versus independence, it said officers of the court have no immunity when violating a constitutional right from liability. In other words, they have no immunity from you to sue them for damages, right? So in the constitution says, if you're going to shut down a business, you have to you have to compensate that business. Like if you, like years ago, there was a redevelopment in downtown Marysville and uh, the, the people voted on it. And they said, let's knock all these buildings down. We're going to take all these buildings, eminent domain, they call it. And uh, we're going to, we're going to build brand new modern buildings down here. So what they did is they went property by property and they paid off every property owner to take their property. It's called eminent domain. But if there was not an agreement of that, if they didn't, couldn't come to an agreement, then the defendant or the property owner could take the government to court and, and say, you know, they're only giving me half as much money as it's worth. They could de 
debate it. So like eminent domain, if you prohibit a person from making a living, if you shut their business down, they have a right to due process. In other words, go to court and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't, you can't just, sh- I, I'm going to go broke. I have payments. I have to pay rent. I have to pay utilities. I have to pay uh, liability insurance. I have to pay all this other kind of stuff. I can't do this. And so what government, what the governments have done throughout the United States on this COVID thing is they've shut down all this business and didn't compensate anybody. They just said, because it's an emergency, we can do, do whatever we want and we don't have to follow the constitution. That is not true. So it's going to take people like Uppercut Barbershops and all these other salons and uh, all these other restaurants. Like there's a group of restaurants in Nevada County, just to our west here where I'm sitting tonight. And they have they've organized and they're suing all the way from Governor Gavin all the way down to the local health official and the supervisors. And you think, oh, well, the supervisors aren't liable to hell. They aren't to hell. They aren't. The supervisors are liable for shutting businesses down. I asked one supervisor, Matt Conant. I said, Matt, Sutter County. I said to him, if you had a, if you went to your doctor and you weren't feeling well and they give you a cancer diagnosis and you said you're going to be dead in, th- in four months, would you bother to get a second, second opinion? Like dead and you're no, no use getting any treatment. Would you, would you get a second opinion? He said, well, absolutely I would. And I said, did you get a second opinion when you you were asked to shut down 2,000 businesses or your share of them in the two counties here, 1,000 or so? He said, no, I didn't think of that. Now, his business didn't get shut down. In fact, he's got two incomes. He gets about 70,000 from being a supervisor in Sutter County. And then he make, he's, he's a big uh, rancher, farmer, uh, multi-generational. Right. So they got to dial in making a lot of money out there. Maybe let's just say he makes a hundred, hundred thousand a year off his farm and he makes another 70,000. Do you think he felt so bad for your business that he donated towards your business? Or he uh, said, Hey, don't take any of my, I'm not going to take any salary from Sutter County because uh, all these businesses aren't getting paid. Just give my money to the businesses. Do you think any supervisor in any of the two counties here, they get 90000 in Yuba County. Do you think any of them gave their salary up to businesses they were so concerned about? Not one of them. They're stingy. They're just stingy people. They don't care. Oh, we care about the community. They do not care about the community. It's BS. It's total BS. It's just total rhetoric. Oh, yeah, we, 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 we want to serve the community. No, they don't. What they want to do is run the government. That is not serving the community. If the community doesn't benefit by the government's running, uh, they are not serving the community. In fact, they do damage to the community. When they passed a 1% sales tax in Yuba County, that did damage. It's done over $7 million in damage to uh, moms and pops out there trying to make a living and taking another 1% off the top of everything they buy. So there's all these court cases. It says the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. Any law that is repugnant to the Constitution is null and void of law. This is Marbury, M-A-R-B-U-R-Y, V. Madison. You can look these up. They're not hard. You don't have to have a law book. Just Google it. It tells you right there on the the computer. Uh, It says no state legislator 
or executive, that would be Gavin Newsom, or judicial officer, that would be a judge, can war against the Constitution without violating their undertaking to support it. That's Cooper v. Aaron. So when when the all these people shut down these businesses, they warred against the Constitution in violation of all of our rights. And and they all got paid generously. In fact, Governor Newsom just rewarded everyone. In fact, all these government employees uh, that uh, aren't, aren't even showing up at work, they get paid for just working at home. Did you know, I don't think I got around talking about it last week. Do you realize that they've been doing research on working from home? Do you know that, that, uh, just a ballpark figure. I mean, they have the average for every state in the union. They've done research alcohol, the alcohol.org group and another group that 50% of people that work from home drink during the day while they're working. Think about it. And they get distracted by their kids. 50% drink while they're at home working. I want you to just think about that. So all these people working for the County, their pensions are being paid all that kind of stuff, right? Their pensions are being paid. Uh, they're getting paid. And do you think they're working very hard at home? Do you think people work as hard at home as they do at work? I don't think so. Do do I think that's true of every single person? No, some people are extraordinary workers, and they're people of amazing integrity. But when, there are all kinds of distractions at home. And I, I work out of my house. I'm on my own. I don't work for anybody. But I have people come like the reason I like to do uh, these shows recording at night because I don't get interrupted. What do you think happens during the day? The mailman comes, UPS comes, FedEx comes, people come, all kind of people stop by here, right? Ring the doorbell. They want to talk, right? So if I'm working for Sutter County or Yuba County and people come to your door, you're going to answer the door. You're going to say, no, 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 I'm working here, right? No, you're going to answer the door. You're going to chat, chat, chat. People call personal calls at home. You think you're get? We think you think the taxpayer is getting their money's worth. We're getting totally ripped off. Totally ripped off. Okay, so let's check this out. Um, anyway, these guys got into it. Okay. Oh, let me see here. This is what these guys said uh, at the uppercuts. Said to the government. Says uh, you see. He says in section two forty two of title eighteen makes it a crime. For any person acting under color of any law to willfully, in quotes, deprive a person of a right or privilege protected by the Constitution or the laws of the United States. What's depriving a person? Depriving a person of a right. That means stopping them from being free. Says a police officer, deputy, sheriff. Federal, state, local officials swear by oath to uphold the United States Constitution as an officer, deputy, or official of the law. Supreme Court decisions are considered the law of the land in regards to constitutionally protected rights, and they cannot be interpreted or reinterpreted as they are being done today. That's what's being done. So the guys listed all these. Um, so here's another one that they quoted the state. Boyd. V United States Boyd B O Y D versus United States says the court is to protect against any encroachment encroachment means people coming on your property or people digging into taking away your rights. 
any encroachment of constitutionally secured liberties. So the liberties I'm talking about is the right to make a living and support your family. You have a right that cannot be infringed or encroached upon by the U.S. government or the state government or the county government or the city government. And all these licenses, so so the uppercuts guys are going way beyond just staying open. They're now going to try to lead uh, a movement to uh, break off from the state of California. I'll be right back. We're all angry and disgusted and can't bear this lie, this lie of destruction for the American people, this lie for the life of the American people, their freedom we were given when our forefathers fought the battle. This deceit will die in each one who took this path of wrongdoings. As a nation of strength, of liberty, we must stand with her torch of justice and freedom, no matter how hard they try to knock her and us and President Trump down. This nation grew strong these past four years because of President Trump's love and his truths for America. The left are deceitful, insecure, and they are the ones who are racist and are putting America in harm's way. The law of attraction, the karmic law, will hold to each no matter this outcome. We all know the truth that it was rigged, it was conned, it was the biggest lie that any election has witnessed beside Abraham Lincoln's fight for the people of the battle he won. Let us pray that God opens his arms. Let's pray that a miracle can shine upon this country. Let us pray to God that President Donald Trump has this election with an overturn for the truths, for the righteousness of the people who voted for the true truths to save America. The Republicans deserve truths. And the left are all lies and are very dangerous for the nation's freedom. I ask with the power of each truth within, let us all keep faith that the nation's truth will win. Should it work in a lower frequency of God's request, he shall work in mysterious ways. I can promise this because no noble man would want to deceive the people. And if they do, which they are, he shall pay the price in time. So my fellow Americans, stand tall because we are the greatest nation never to be knocked down. We are truths, love, and freedom. We're the United States of America. God bless. God bless. If you're going to San Francisco Welcome to my new Shithole series, where we examine how late-stage progressivism is turning our once-beautiful cities into complete shitholes, and in the case of San Francisco, a literal shithole. There's more feces 
on the sidewalks than I've ever seen, you know, growing up here. That was something that did not, wasn't the norm. That you've uh, ever seen. Than I've ever seen, for sure. We surveyed 153 blocks of downtown San Francisco. We spent three days walking up and down every street, inspecting more than 20 miles of the city. We found trash on every block, 303 piles of feces, and 100 needles. There's a website where residents can log complaints with the city. You can go on it at any time and find thousands and thousands of reports about feces. New ones are filed roughly every 20 minutes. In one case, a quote, big bag of poo filled with approximately 20 pounds of feces that was oozing out was discarded on a San Francisco sidewalk. I'm a third world country, but it's not as bad as this. Dr. Riley has researched some of the dirtiest slums in the world, but believes contamination levels in parts of San Francisco may now be even worse. Much higher than what we, what we see in uh, places like Brazil or uh, Kenya or uh, uh, India. But why should anyone need to shit on the streets when there are 82 Starbucks in San Francisco? Someone should start a leafleting campaign amongst the homeless, letting them know that Starbucks is now America's biggest public toilet. San Francisco also has the honor of being America's largest unsupervised outdoor mental hospital. <laughs> Aside from turds, something else that lines the streets of this liberal utopia is used needles. Lots of them. Lashiner class walked right by nearly a dozen drug needles. And who's responsible for that? It couldn't be the leftist government that runs the city itself, could it? Surely they wouldn't be handing out millions of needles to drug addicts every year. Surely not. I mean. Yeah, it's them. At a cost of over half a million dollars, the city's health department hands out 400,000 syringes a month every month. That's nearly five million a year. That's so common that during filming for NBC about this very problem, the new mayor walked right by a guy prepping a needle. In the name of reducing infection from contaminated needles, the health department boasts that it has reduced the number of new HIV infections among people who inject drugs from 106 in 2010 to 38 in 2016. whoop de doo Out of 400,000 needles distributed monthly, 246,000 come back, leaving 154,000 needles on the streets, in parks and playgrounds. All because the government is giving them out for free, keeping drug addicts mired in an endless cycle of dependency and delinquency. But they've installed new trash cans because my first thought if I was simultaneously crapping my pants and coming up on a fevered heroin high would be my civic duty to recycle responsibly. San Francisco is set to open staffed indoor injection sites. That's where people can shoot up their own drugs indoors under supervision. And while this does reduce overdose deaths, it's just a band-aid on a gaping wound. When they opened these in Vancouver, many of the drug addicts just congregated nearby. They were still on the streets. Many people assert that this does nothing to fix the problem and just encourages heroin use. And are you happy that your tax dollars are going towards the government providing a safe space for junkies? But hey, as ratty as San Francisco is, there's no denying the magic. The magic in this case being an ugly modern art installation based on Black Lives Matter's demonstrably false hands-up-don't-shoot narrative. So magical. If you're 
Crime is also rampant in this progressive utopia, being higher than 92.7% of the United States. And although they've been reduced somewhat more recently thanks to increased police foot patrols, car break-ins are still at epidemic levels, with 30,000 last year alone. I call San Francisco the utopian petri dish of America. We try out every crazy liberal idea there, and then sometimes they spread to other cities. Hate. Ashbury, once a hippie paradise, now looks like this. Violent brawls in broad daylight, the San Francisco neighborhood where crime is getting so bad, people are scared to step outside their own homes. A major medical convention that has held its event in the city since the 80s and brings in $40 million every time it does, announced that it was abandoning San Francisco and cancelling the event because its members didn't feel safe walking the streets. Gee, I wonder why. If you come to San Francisco Listen to what frightened tourists say about San Francisco. Is this normal, or am I in a bad part of town? Just walked past numerous homeless off their faces, screaming and running all over the sidewalk near Twitter HQ, and then a murder scene. Wife is scared to leave hotel now. A resident responded, I'm honestly hoping tourists will realise how shitty this city has become and stop coming. Maybe the loss of income will finally push the city to stop allowing the rampant drug dealing and homeless people treating the entire city like their toilet. You see things on the streets that are just not humane, said Kevin Carroll, executive director of the Hotel Council of San Francisco. People coming into hotels saying, what is going on out there? They're just shocked. People say, I love your city, I love your restaurants, but I'll never come back. They feel their safety is at risk because they're seeing so many people that are having issues. When they see people laying on the streets, there's, there's petty crimes going on in the street. I lift my in San why does San Francisco have a massive homeless population? Because it has the highest housing prices in the United States, which is exacerbated by it being one of the hardest cities in the United States in which to build houses. So leftist micromanagement by means of onerous regulation and crippling bureaucracy is driving the city's affordable housing shortage and homeless problem. Is San Francisco's new Democratic mayor going to do anything to fix this? Don't hold your breath. In her very first interview, Interview, she said she wouldn't enforce any penalties against people who poo in the streets. Are you talking about harsher penalties? I didn't express anything about a penalty. She seems more concerned with protecting illegal immigrants from ICE than protecting her own citizens from crime and degradation. The goal is to treat our immigrant community the same as if they are a real part of our community, whether they're our citizen or not. If you got word of an imminent ICE raid and standing up and warning the community about that? I, I think I could, yes. Oh, and now they get the right to vote too. They've also upped spending on homeless services by 40% over the last five years, yet homeless rates remain the same. Whatever they're doing, it's clearly not working. He says multiple clients refused to enter his salon because this woman was defecating in front of it. When you call the police, they say there is absolutely nothing that can be done. He feels like he's watching the city center die and wants Mayor Ed Lee to do something now. San Francisco is a shithole for three main reasons. One, laws against public drug use and public defecation are not being enforced. Two, the government is 
incentivizing this lifestyle, not disincentivizing it. Three, there's no expectation on the underclass to take responsibility for their behavior. When the people who run your city have a political motivation to keep people trapped in dependency and on welfare, which in turn fosters dysfunctionality, poor behavior, and a lack of self-respect, then your city's problems with the consequences of people having no self-respect, being dysfunctional, and behaving poorly will only continue to get worse. If you subsidize a culture of degeneracy and debasement, you make that an option for people. If you incentivize shitting on the streets and injecting yourself with heroin, don't be surprised when people shit on the streets and inject themselves with heroin. How about helping poor people lift themselves out of dependency, not doing everything in your power to keep them locked into it? San Francisco spends an average $40,000 every single year on every single homeless person. Instead of spending money giving needles to junkies, why not spend spend that money on paying them to clean the streets? Why not spend that money on paying them to pick up the needles? Give them store credit cards in return for Ziploc bags full of syringes. Why not spend that money on training them to build affordable houses? Is San Francisco the model globalist city with the super rich ensconced in their high-rise luxury bubbles? You see, they're too busy uh, trying to undo the election. They don't have time to clean up the city in which they live. They never walk in the city. You think Nancy Pelosi walks in downtown San Francisco? Are you crazy? Do you think Jerry Brown walks in San Francisco? Are you nuts? Safely protected from a growing underclass who become increasingly poor, degenerate, diseased, and mentally ill. As a direct consequence of the government accommodating, rewarding, and funding all their destructive vices. Is this the destiny of pathological progressivism gone too far? Is this our collective future? So you've been listening to Gavin Newsom talk. Oh, oh, we're going to break off from the United States, right? See, they tell you what they're going to do, but they, but you say, I want to do that too, right? I want to break off from California. I, I don't believe that the government of California should tell me or control me or license me. They have no right to license me to do work. I don't need a license. And so, uh, the early founding fathers and the early philosophers of the the tenets that went into the Constitution to make the United States what it is today believe people could go out and say, I'm a, a woodcutter, I'm a welder, I'm a blacksmith, I'm a, uh, I can take care of horses, right? I can break horses. And you had to sort out the worthiness of them or the... Uh, the quality of their service by talking to fellow folks in your community and uh, seeing who had the best, best reputation, right? That same practice goes on today, regardless of all the licenses. Like there's hundreds of businesses in California that need a license now to just operate and people just pay it because they don't want to go through a big fight. But the fact is 
I see people on Facebook, you have all these things called Yelp and all these things where you can judge a business or complain about a business, and people go on there and say, where's the best chiropractor? You know, where's the best Chinese food? Where's the best, uh, you know, salon? All, all that kind of stuff, right? They still do that the same way they did it back in the day when it was word of mouth. We do not need all the licenses. So the guys at Uppercut are saying, we, we not only, you're not going to come in and inspect our, our shop anymore. In fact, they threw, and I don't mean they physically threw, but they just, well, you don't need a guy to touch you if you know he can whip your butt, right? So these pencil neck, these little weasel, they don't even wear real underwear, these guys that work for the state. They wear them female underwear and stuff. Uh, these guys, they come down here and they want to try to, you know, muscle up on every, they show you, show you a badge or they show you a business card. So they just told them in the various shops to get out of our shop. We no longer regard you as running us. We're not your slave. We're not your surf. I don't mean surfing, S-U-R-F. I mean S-E-R-F. We're not your slave. We're not your surf. We're not your nigger, right? We're not your nigger. And so get the hell out, right? Get out of here. Go do something, and it actually helps our society, which is not filling out paperwork and running back and forth in Sacramento and, and working on the computer all day. That doesn't produce anything, doesn't feed our kids. It doesn't educate our kids. It doesn't do jack for us. It's just an ex. You just went to college. Your mama paid your way, and now you, you're down there. And at the end of the day, uh, a lot of you just shoot yourself in the head because it's such an unfulfilling, crazy life you live. You just kiss up to all these people over you. And so – the, the guys at Uppercuts told these guys, we're, we're not, I can cut hair without paying you a license fee. I'm not going to pay you. It's like the mafia in the old movies of the mafia where they you came down to these stores. Somebody has a bakery and the mafia came in and said, uh, you know, you need to pay us weekly protection money. And they said, oh, I don't want to. So then they knocked out your windows and they say, well, will you pay us now? It's just intimidation, right? And that's what it is. It's just state intimidation. Uh, that they'll what's the difference between a mafia busting out your windows or spraying paint all over your building, vandalizing it, and the government coming down and uh, intimidating you over a liquor license or or uh, trying to get the D.A. to like Clint Curry over here says he's willing to cut off your power and water. Guy's a low life, man. I don't care whether he's a DA or not. Are you kidding me? You're going to cut off families' power and water that are trying to earn a living? You'd rather just put them on welfare? So uh, I was going to look at, see if there's any other. Anyway, I won't, I won't belabor the point. Uh, what I'm telling you is that uh, there are, we're organizing in various counties. I can't speak for all the other 58 counties of California, but up in the north here, there's there's some movement where we're organizing counties. Now, if you're in the northern California area, January 15th, 16th, and 17th, is it 15th, 16th, and 17th? Let me just check my, my, let me just check here, make sure it's Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, 15th, 16th, 17th at Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road, Yuba City. It's right off Highway 99. You you can get right off, come either way, north or south, and get off Eager Road Exit 99, just north of Yuba City. And we're, the, the, the facility is right there uh, on the freeway. So this, uh, the 15th, 16th, 17th of January, there's a conference. That conference is going to be equipping conference. There's no charge to attend it. 
There's going to be lunch on Saturday if you want to pay for a lunch or if you want to drive downtown and grab a burger or whatever. But there'll be lunch for convenience just provided you there if you want to pay for the lunch. But otherwise, there's no charge. Uh, it will. There'll probably be an, uh, if people want to donate towards it, they can. But it's no charge for entry fee. But there's all there's going to be all kinds of people talking there about your rights to uh, your civil rights, your human rights, your rights to run a business, your rights to move about freely, your rights to not be quarantined when you're healthy. Uh, the fact that you don't have to wear a mask, you do not have to stand six feet apart, all this nonsense. And, and so we're going to get into as many of these topics and we have specialists coming in uh, from a variety of disciplines. So probably by the time we do next Saturday's, talk i'll be able to give you a rundown of the speakers now if you're you're anxious and you want to know sooner you could go on the church of glad tidings has one d in it church of glad website and i know it's not up there yet but they'll start putting up the speakers as soon as possible so people will know who who's coming um and so i because i'm i know some of the people organizing it the the people that are coming are world class or they're either going to come physically or they're going to come in with a live stream or they're going to prepare a video message that will be on a big screen it's not just some tiny screen it's a it's like a movie style screen so it'll be very good that the the idea here is not entertainment or information it's to equip you to deal with what's coming down. If you think, oh, it's going to be better in 21, it is not. It's going to be worse. In fact, they've, they're they already telling you this if you'll pay attention. Masks are not coming off. Social distancing is not happening. Schools are not reopening. Uh, we're, we're Locally here in Yuba Sutter, we're working to address these areas where people are going to need help. Education, how to homeschool and where to where to go to get all the good curriculum? How to do that? And and there's there's some support organizations that are going to be arising, like Arrow Education, out of uh, Church of Glad Tidings. That's happening, but it's it's to serve the whole community. But also, we're going to look at medical, where you can get medical services and not use local doctors if if there's a problem using local doctors. You can just go right online for a lot of your ailments, and they will interview you over over uh, the phone or Zoom or something. And and then they will send you your medication, boom, within 24 hours you'll get it. Uh, so education, medical, political, right, taking away your rights, economic, your, what about your business? What, what about shutting businesses down? What, how, what if you stick your neck out? You're going to get it lopped off or you're going to be able to fight, right? We're going to prepare you to fight with some of the best constitutional people in the country. So I guess it's, if this thing gets really deteriorated, they'll just say we're not following the Constitution anymore. But right now, I mean, some judges don't even follow the Constitution. But right now, we're banking on the fact that we're going to have some support in the judicial uh, area to uh, get it on in these ways. So, uh, so that's what's happening there. All right, let me shut this and get back to my plan here. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we talked about the recall. All right, so there there is so much good information right now, and and uh, we'll probably have we're going to start a website. I don't even know the name of it. It's being worked on right now. That's going to address those areas that I just mentioned: education, economic, political. Um, medical, all that kind of stuff, but it'll probably have some areas explaining the COVID thing. Now, some people are totally, 
believe the masks work and that we really have a COVID problem and this unusual never happened before in the world and this is very unique. Da, da, da. Some of those people are they're just they're spiritually blind and there's not much you can do for them. But but in, for those that truly just have never looked at the information, there'll probably be information on that website. Hopefully we'll have it up in a few weeks. We'll see. So uh, I want to talk to you a minute about this COVID bill. And um, this bill had nothing to do with COVID. You heard about, well, we're going to give some money to families or individuals again. They started talking about $600. And this is a scam bill. And it's I want to just read some of the where some of the money's going. A hundred I'm gonna just read the the millions. I'm not even gonna break it down into hundreds of thousands. 169 million to Vietnam. Uh unspecified funds to continue support for not for profit institution institutions of higher education in Kabul, Afghanistan. I could give you the page numbers. I, th- this is not BS. It's just it's all documented. One hundred ninety-eight thousand to Bangladesh, including twenty-three point five million to support Burmese refugees, and twenty-three million for democracy programs. One hundred thirty million to Nepal for development and democracy. This has nothing to do. This is just a our people. Listen, people. If you don't know people that have gone completely broke or are running out of money or losing houses or are totally screwed up. I don't know what world you're living in, but to give all this money to other countries when we have totally screwed over our country, that just tells you one thing. There is a plot to screw over this country and shut it down. We're given, according to this, if this thing passes and uh, Trump's already vetoed it, but they're going to try to override that, right? Sri Lanka up to 15 million I'm not going to even go into all the what they're spending it on. Five hundred and five million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama to address key factors of migration of undocumented people. Four hundred and sixty one million to Colombia for programs related to counter narcotics. Seventy four point eight million to Caribbean Basin Security Initiative. Thirty three million for democracy programs in Venezuela of all places. My God. Unspecified amounts to Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, uh, Trinidad, to- Tobago. Uh, $132 million for assistance to Georgia over near Russia. $453 million for Ukraine. Anyway, it's it's a total. Uh, here, here's, a, here's some more. $26 million. Remember we gave to the Kennedy Center last deal? The Kennedy Center, they, the performing arts. They gave them all these millions of dollars, and they, they shut down and laid everybody off, the Kennedy Center. They have never opened back up. Now they're going to give them another $26.4 million. Smithsonian Institute, $1 billion. National Art Gallery, $154 million. National Art and Humanities, $167 million. W. Wilson Center, $14 million. Egypt, $1.3 billion. Sudan, $700 million. E- Ukraine, $453 million. Israel, $500 million. I, I've mentioned some of these others already. Cambodia, eighty-five point five million citizens, six hundred dollars a piece. You know, this is so disgusting that we're even given with with the terrible situation that our people are in. Not government workers, not people that work for Amazon, not people that work for Google, Facebook, 
Twitter, all those. They're all secure because they're all becoming state businesses. They're, their tentacles are into the state, and the state's tentacles are into them. The private businesses are where that they don't have any clout with the government, but the clout is controlling them through licenses and regulation, and, and they know that the, the vast majority of employees in the United States of America are, are hired by businesses that hire two, three, four, ten people, right? And, uh, and they're independent, and those are, that's where the fierce independence of the American patriots come from. It isn't for these lackeys that work for these great corporations, right? Those are all staying in business, and they're being controlled by the government. The rest of it is being shut down and starved out, and it's not changing people unless people stand up and raise, raise holy hell. Now, January 6th, everybody's wondering about what's going to happen to Trump. I don't know what's going to happen to Trump. I'm believing prophecy that Trump's going to be in there for another four years. If you look at the physical realm, it don't look like it, does it? But there's going to be a mass gathering up in Washington, D.C., on the big that big open area by the, the Washington Memorial area. And there may be a big old scene up there. Millions of people show up. I don't know. But there's going to have to be a resistance. And there's but the thing is, a lot of times you think, well, you know, everybody points at the federal government. I'm telling you, if we don't take Marysville, Yuba City, Yuba County, Sutter County back, you think, well, where's it gone? It's got totally control. We're out. If you think you're a part of the. If this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people, screw it. It's over. It's over. It's not for the people, of the people, or by the people. It's for five or six people that are on these boards, five people on these supervisors, five people on the... It's of them, by them, for them. It is not for you. You don't even get to go to the meetings. In fact, if, if the, if the uh, streaming breaks down... It's like, oh, screw it. If that's it, uh, all streaming, it happens. It happens. It's like, it's interesting. The government buildings do not belong to the people who run the government. The government buildings, the the council chambers, the supervisors' chambers, the the actual offices where the county clerk is, and all these people, they belong to you and me. The other day, I, I was supposed to, I, I did a wedding for some people, and uh, they, they botched up their wedding. They didn't sign right. I signed my part right. They didn't do theirs, so we had to redo it. So I said, they said, can you come over here to the county clerk's office? And I lived five minutes from there. I said, no problem. And I said, first of all, but I said, do I need to wear a mask to come in? They said, yeah, you do. I said, I'm not coming in then. I'm not, I'm not going to wear your mask. It, it doesn't do, I'm not going to play the game. It's just a game. I'm not going to play it. So he said, well, we'll meet you in the parking lot. So then as I tried to organize a time with them to, you know, to, you know, you can't just go there and just knock on the door. You can't go there. You got to make an appointment. So I called over. What do you think I got? Voicemail. I tried to make an appointment at Peachtree Clinic to help a guy that's dying through this trauma intervention program. We're out on a call. I was 17th in line. And the next day they said they had 52 people in line waiting to call. Our whole system, people, do you get it? It's breaking down. It's being intentionally crushed by by people manipulating it that knows how to cause it to break down. So I, I told them I'm not I'm not coming over. So we played phone tag, phone tag. You know phone tag, right? I left a message. They left a message, right? I'm busy. Finally, they said, Lou, we'll just mail you the document. How inefficient is that? Totally inefficient. 
I'm not saying they're bad people. They said, we'll mail you the document. So they mailed it. I signed it and I'm mailing it back. All it would have taken, I could have driven through there on my way to an appointment, parked my car, walked in three or four minutes, signed that on the counter with no appointment. Efficiency has been ruined in this country. Every efficiency has been totally disrupted. My friends can't get a building and uh, go in and talk to a building department until after lunch. The county clerk's office just shuts down every once in a while because they have COVID. I went to the bank today to get some money out of the bank. The bank just says we're closed. They've been closed for two days. It's it's just closed. It's not like, oh, we'll be open tomorrow. No, no, no. They're just, they probably got somebody tested positive for COVID, so they sent everybody home. You know what Lou's going to do? I'm taking all my money out of that bank. I'm, I'm going to, the bank right next door, you could walk right in. In fact, I did. I do tip business in the next bank, right next door, parking lot separating my bank from the tip bank where I do business for trauma intervention. I walked over to the tip bank, Chase, and walked right in. The gal said, you got a mask? said, nope, don't wear them. She said, all right, what do you need? I said, I need some money. She said, stand in that line. Okay. I went up and got my money and left. In the other bank, I can't, my bank, I can't even go into the bank. They got, you got to do a drive through and nothing was open. There was nobody in the building. I'm telling you, I'm out of there right now. You have to decide for yourself where you're going to draw the line, where you're going to throw down, what you're going to do with your, where you're going to spend your money. And, uh, you don't have to be rude about it. I'm not rude. I, I just tell people, uh, I can't do that. Like for instance, I used to send money to Vietnam. I still do. In fact, and when I have small amounts, I Western union it. When I have a lot amount, a lot, I just go bank to bank. And the church I work with sends send it that way. So the Western Union place, that check casting place over in, near Red Robin, the gal jacked me around about that. They, they've always had, it's like they got solid. You can't even get back to those people. It's a solid wall of plexiglass, like an inch thick. And after transferring some money, she said, hey, you got a mask? I said, no, I'm not planning on wearing one. She said, well, you can't come here. <laughs> And I said, well, first of all, if I come back here, uh, I will sue your company and you'll buy me a new car because my car's got a lot of miles on it. And uh, so but anyway, I found another place, Walgreens, right across the street, does the same thing. And they're nicer and they don't give me any crap and they don't care whether I have a mask. So there, this whole system, there's resistance building and we need to take back our freedom. You think the government's any, you think any of these supervisors or the city council are going to give you back your freedom, going to open those meetings, going to open those buildings on their own. They're full of crap. Every single one of them. Some of my, I, I would call friends. They do not have the backbone to stand up because they got, they don't want to lose anything. You know, something, the thing that made our founding fathers something is they said, we're throwing down, dude. We're, we're putting everything on the line. We're putting our families on the line. We're putting our money on the line. We're putting our our properties on the line. And a lot of them paid it all. They paid it all. Today, we got such pussies in this country. We can't find anybody to stand up for anything except my friend Randy Mitchell. And that little pencil neck from Sacramento knew darn good and well. If he hesitated leaving when Randy told him and, and Charlie told him, to leave his shop, Randy told him to leave his shop. They would have grabbed that guy by the back of the shirt and the pants and tossed him right right into the street. And God bless him. I told Randy today, the 
that he is, we need people with courage, and it's really hard to find. It's darn near extinct. We'll be right back. I, we're going to start the second half of the show in a moment. You let them put the fear on you. Stand and deliver. Another word you heard was true. And if there's nothing you can say, there may be nothing you can do. Do you want to be a free man or do you want to be a slave? Do you want to be a free man or do you want to be a slave? Do you want to wear these chains until you're lying in the grave? I don't want to be a pauper. And I don't want to be a prince I don't want to be a pauper And I don't want to be a prince I just want to do my job Playing the blues for my friend Magna Carta Bill of Rights The Constitution, what's it worth? down until it really hurts Is this a sovereign nation or just a police state You better look out people before it gets too late I remember a teacher that I had now, I only, I went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. And I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this is, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. He was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher. Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester, and it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word? I, me, an individual of a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United. That means that we have all come together. States. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose all divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. 
and to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation. And justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all, for all, which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too? I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo. Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville. And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg. And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. 
in her own good land here she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. All right, so I want to move on. Kevin Kiley, who is a representative, he's an assemblyman, um, and he serves part of Sacramento up in Placer County and a very variety of counties. Most of these assemblymen in the north handle a number of counties because they're sparsely populated. Kevin Kiley uh, is the one who tag-teamed with James Gallagher, who represents us up here in Yuba-Sutter counties and a few other counties up here. They tag-teamed to complain with the court that Gavin Newsom was violating uh, all of our constitutional rights, and the the court has been siding with them. But the you know I've known Gallagher for years. Sometimes I like what he does. There's a lot of things I don't like. He just endorsed and got his way on uh, you know the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association said don't vote yes on 15 and don't vote yes on 19. Gallagher says, oh yeah, vote yes on 19. So 19 passed Proposition 19. That's that. What that does is costs us when you've worked all your life, paid taxes, taxes, taxes over, over, over registration fees, 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 property taxes for 40 years. And then you're at your you're into your life and you want to give your property to your family. It makes it more difficult and more costly to do so. That's 19. You can look at the fine print yourself. I'll spend some time, maybe write an article about it. But Kevin Kiley has been coming to my attention over and over again. He he prints he's he puts out a blog and and he educates me because he's operating at a different level than I get to. He says this. This is a question. Did you know? Because you think you think oh I'm in Marysville I'm in Yuba City I know I know Mark Boomgarden I know Dave Shaw I know this guy I know uh, uh, Cavoli, I know people. I know these supervisors. They're they're like me. Let me let me just. These are things that just slipped by me. It's Kevin Kiley writes. Did you know that your city government is spending your tax dollars to pay membership dues to an organization called League of California Cities, which just filed an amicus brief. That's a uh, their their opinion of a case. They. They send a brief to the court. There's a case. Two people are fighting against each other. So other people could chime in and say, this is my perspective. So the League of California Cities filed an amicus brief opposing 
opposing the Gallagher-Kiley lawsuit against Gavin Newsom's abuse of power. Now, you saw where the we have the Sutter County judge, Heckman, voted to agree with Gallagher and Kylie's uh, argument, and then it got appealed. It's now in the appellate court, right? So you would think that the League of California Cities would side with, you would hope, let me put it, maybe, maybe it's just hope, you would side with Gallagher and Kylie's righteous arguments against the governor. But instead, the League of California Cities is supporting Newsom's dictatorial rule. Now, do you realize that city councils take my tax money that I pay in Marysville, the Marysville City Council, and sends that to pay dues to the League of California Cities that turned right around and shuts down my friend's business like Randy Mitchell? Does that make sense to you? Do you? Did you know that was happening? Probably not. I did not. There's just so many things. It's so complicated, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's just so complicated. You think I can't keep up with all this? Well, unless Kevin Kylie would have wouldn't have would have written this, unless he had done this, I wouldn't have known. But he educated me. Now we can do something about it. We can say to our city councilman, we want you as a form of protest to stop paying dues to the League of California Cities. Since we're talking about the League of California Cities, there's also a, it's not called a league, it's called a consortium, I think it's the CCC, Consortium of California Counties, or something like that. Same thing. And you know that our fight against Measure K, the uh, illegal sales tax, being that's prevailing over Yuba County right now, and, and it keeps getting appealed by the uh, this board of supervisors who lost at the county level. The group of California counties, as a group that we're also paying dues to, they filed a brief with the appeal appellate court opposing the people where the where our own superior court judge St- Stephen Barrier agreed with the people that they 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 deceived the public Robert Bendorf and the the uh the publicity campaign deceived the public and that that the taxes and it was invalidated the the thing i wished that barrier would have done it would have stopped they could have stopped the tax right then but he let it go and now i just heard this week that we're probably not going to get a appellate court day in court for another 18 months because of COVID. By the time we get there, the County will have taken 10 to $15 million out of our pockets. It is. If that isn't criminal, we put people in Yuba County and Sutter County jail all the time, do far less, far, far less than ripping people 10 and $15 million. You know, it's interesting. White collar crime. They never really serve any time. It's always poor people that commit crimes and do 15 years, 10 years, eight years. White collar crime, eh, year. Pay part of it back. You're good to go. We'll cut you a deal. Kevin Kiley, what you can do, to, what you can do is call your city council, Yuba City, whatever city council, Wheatland City Council up here, uh, Live Oak City Council. Call your city council. 
and ask them this question. Are you paying dues and how much dues are you paying? And I don't want you to pay any more dues because they are helping keep uh, our state in a totally uh, a state of legal disarray. Letting a dictatorship happen. It's crazy. All right. Uh, I know I'm just I'm I'm spending a lot of time here on some of this stuff. Oh, by the way, I just had I was talking to Dr. Cassidy today. He stopped by the house. And uh, so we normally we just talk standing outside and we're all busy. He's busy. I'm busy. But I said, hey, you want to come in and talk? And he came in. So we were talking about the coronavirus because his son is studying his son is a researcher he's he, he researches all these brainiacs and figures out you know he he's figuring out how to stop all this stuff cancer all that kind of stuff and i said hey did you see the study that's just been posted now this is so fascinating this shows you the evil behind the the carrying out of the the so the saving of our lives from corona vitamin d the study is vitamin d deficiency you know vitamin D? You can buy it at the store. But the best way to get it, if you if you have decent weather, take your shirt off or go outside in shorts and just sit out in the sun for 15 or 20 minutes without any clothes on. Little as possible, right? Now it's kind of tough because it's chilly. But most of the time in California, you can go out when the sun's hitting on the south side of the house and you can soak up 50 or 20 minutes free vitamin d from god right god brand vitamin d vitamin d deficiency found in over 80 percent of covid 19 patients oh did was dr lou aware of that is that why she had us not go outside but to stay in the shadows so we could get deficient of vitamin d and get sick with covid because 80% of COVID patients are deficient in vitamin D. People, are you going to think for yourself? I'm not going to sit here week after week and try to explain everything to you. You think these people, the sharpest people in our country, didn't have this figured out? Doctors locally told me, Dr. Cassidy, for instance, said, you, it's just like, well, here's what I notice about my body. If I sit around a lot, my legs uh, atrophy, and I lose muscle tone, and I lose strength on my legs. If I go to the gym and work out a, you know, a couple times a week, a few times a week, get the legs worked out every once in a while, uh, all of a sudden I get strong. I get muscle tone, right? And my knees work better. My joints work better. I feel better, right? If you tell me I can't leave the house and I don't do any exercise in the house— I'm going to atrophy. The immune system works exactly the same way. An unused immune system where you're not out mixing it up, where the, where the thing is, where, you're, where your cells are doing battle with foreign invaders coming through your nose, mouth, eyes, etc. That immune system uh, becomes weak, sissified. So when you, when, when you quarantine healthy people, which is ungodly, that is a way to kill people, is quarantine healthy people. They don't get any vitamin D. They don't get the proper exercise. They don't get the proper oxygen. You're screwing them over. 
For a doctor to do that, you know, it's interesting. We call these guys that were German Nazi doctors. We call them doctors. Were they doctors or were they butchers? They played around. They took twins, took two little girls and molested one, let the other one, you know, experimented on one, let the other one go. We call them doctors. What would you call a doctor who molests an entire population of Yuba Sutter County and tells them to stay inside? They can't go out in, unless it's emergency. Remember what those first orders were? You, you can't can't go outside. Uh, you got to you got to do this. You got you got to shut down your business. What do you think? What, what do you think stress does? Stress causes di- disease. Tell you can't make any money. You can't you can't run your business. You got all those bills coming in. People start fighting with each other. Spouses start fighting, getting divorces. People start killing themselves. What do you call doctors like that? Butchers? That's what I call them. They're not they're Nazi butchers. They're, they're Frankenstein people. That's why I called. I wrote in one of my articles for. T- t- uh, Uh, the territorial dispatch i called tony in quotes as a middle name frankenstein fauci they they edited that out because they don't have the balls to to write the truth he's frankenstein that dude is criminal as can be the guy should be shot i hope he doesn't die i hope we get to execute the guy burks too deborah burks she i just heard they finally caught her after telling everybody they cannot travel at thanksgiving she traveled out to some island where they have a uh and her family was all getting together. They don't all live together. They're not the same. They're not people of the same household. They got a bunch of households together. They were related somehow. But they all got together after she told everybody not to travel. Then she travels. And now everybody's outing her for that. And now she's going to retire. I hope that she never drops dead until she's held criminally accountable for what she's done to this country. Fauci as well. So they did research. And so COVID patients, 80% showed uh, a drastic deficiency. Said vitamin D deficiency has been linked to a variety of health concerns, but research continues to examine why it affects other systems of the body. (laughs) There are many studies that point out how beneficial vitamin D is on the immune system. Well, holy Jesus, vitamin D happens to help the immune system. And we are... We are depriving people of vitamin D. Now, if we have a weak immune system, what what are we going to get with Corona, Corona, COVID Corona, the woo woo flu? We're going to get people sick. That the way the Corona works, it's 90 over 99 percent cure rate. And most people don't even know they have it if they have a good immune system. But you shut people's immune system down, which is what Dr. Lou did. You're going to end up with more people sick than needed to be. If you'd have just done nothing, I'm telling you, if they had done nothing, left all the businesses open, let people just go back and forth, we would have developed what they call herd immunity. That's not H-U-R-D, Oliverst, or H-E-A-R-D, Linda. It's H. E-R-D, herd, like a herd of cattle, herd immunity. We all share each other's germs, kiss, hug, all the kind of stuff, wrestle, play basketball, sweat, splatter on each other, right? Do the whole thing and sickness each other in church, sing, spit, all this stuff. We, our immune system gets all buff when we're in those situations, when we're not, and, and eventually some people get it. Some people don't, some people, da, 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 but eventually plays itself out. What they're doing now is they're perpetuating 
COVID. They claim they're not, but they're perpetuating COVID. We are never coming out of this unless we put our foot down in Northern California where we have sparse populations and we can throw people like Dr. Lou and all the supervisors and the city council people out on their butt, recall them, throw them out, say, we're not doing none of this anymore. We're not doing social distancing. Take the X's off the floors, take the signs off the front of the building to wear a mask. Right. Thank God I went into Sam's today and nobody was handing out masks. Thank you, Jesus. But people were so people have been so propagandized. They're under the spell of communism that they wear them. It, it just it's the craziest thing. It's a it just takes everything in my power when people post on Facebook, which I normally never post. And stupid people, and I know I know the professions in town, they claim they're really smart, like they're teachers and stuff, and they try to argue masks, I think. I just want to jack slap people. It just pisses me off so bad. Uh, okay, so there's a new federal lawsuit accusing Governor Newsom of gross abuse of power and violation of the due process clause. You remember I was talking about due process? You cannot shut people down without giving them their day in court. Because a judge could say, okay, you want to shut down uppercuts? Give them $50,000. How long you want this to go on for? You want to put them on vacation? Give them 50 grand. Give them 100 grand. They weren't going to do that. They were, the point is they want them to shut down forever. But they, it, these people in charge aren't saying it. Gavin Newsom is a part of the, of the power struggle to shut this country down. Now, here's the cool thing is... Uh, says, with a recent court win over Los Angeles County regarding the outdoor dining ban, California attorneys, listen to these attorneys, Mark Garagos, 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 Harmeet Dillon, Mark Mooser, Alexandra Kazarian, and Matthew Hosley filed a lawsuit in U.S. District Court against Newsom, representing L.A. restaurant owner Angela Marston. Now, she was all over the news because right next to her, Hollywood came in and set up a big tent and we're going to feed people out there and do a, do a a scene, you know, movie scene or sitcom scene, but they forced her to shut down her outdoor dining. And she, she threw a fit. She has a a salon and grill called a saloon and grill called pineapple Hill saloon and grill. It got all over the news. So these attorneys took her on and are defending her. And I hope they just kick her butt. And at the beginning of the lawsuit, the lawsuit actually opens up with the Great Barrington Declaration, uh, which you can read. If you just Google Great Barrington Declaration, it is over 50,000 now medical people throughout the world that are saying this is a crock of crap, this whole COVID thing. It's a scam to slam uh, us into a one world government and socialism slash communism. I don't have time to spend a lot of time on that. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Okay, okay, this is cool. This is I gotta go. I gotta do this because this is business. Some of you business people are scared to death out there. Now, I want to read this because this is really good. This is in the lawsuit. Said the defendants. Uh, defendants means the government of state of California, Newsom. The defendants have also violated the plaintiffs, that's all the restaurants, procedural due process rights by ignoring California law as to the promulgation of administration, administrative regulations set forth in California. In other words, including but not limited to procedures for enacting emergency regulations. They didn't take any procedural protection for the, for the business owner. 
these are quotes now. I'm going to read them fast. These are these are from case quotes that this is what these attorneys are arguing. No right granted or secured by the Constitution of the U.S. can be impaired or destroyed by a state enactment, whatever may be the source from which the power to pass such enactment may have been derived, like a catastrophe. That's Connolly versus Union Sewer Pipe Company. Due pro- this is another one. The Due Process Clause forbids the government to infringe on fundamental liberty interests at all, at all, no matter what process is provided, unless the infringement is narrowly tailored to serve a compelling state interest. That's Washington versus Glucksburg. The next one, this, this applies to fundamental rights and liberties which are deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. It's Chavez versus Martinez. Uh, Then substantive due process includes more than the absence of physical restraint. In other words, they're not physically restraining the guys down at uppercuts, but they've still, they're shutting them down. In fact, the district attorney wanted to take away their water and power. That's Washington versus Glucksburg. And then they say it protects, in addition to all the enumerated freedoms in the Bill of Rights, a wide variety of other liberties. People have a ton of liberties that the government just swept swept under the rug. Finally, citizens have a fundamental right to free, be free from confinement. Without due process of law, they cannot confine you in your house without taking you to court and explaining to the judge why they're going to have to do that. They cannot do that. That's Hamdi versus Rumsfeld. In in, uh, this other one, it is self-evident that the right to freely come and go from one's home is a fundamental right. It says uh, C-A-P-T-H, Ap Thecker, 378 U.S. at 520. That's another court case. It is self-evident that the right to freely come and go from one's own home is a fundamental right, and the, the sheriffs have been violating that in our own counties. The inf- Here's another one, Connor versus Donaldson. The involuntary confinement of an individual for any reason, any reason, is a de- deprivation of liberty which the state cannot accomplish without due process of law. You, When I started reading it out, you said, what about arresting somebody? They got to have due process. The involuntary confinement of an individual, that's like taking his business away, forcing you to stay, forcing you to wear a mask. Can, for any reason, is a deprivation of liberty which the state cannot accomplish without the due process of law. Connor versus Donaldson, 422 U.S. 563. Here's the final one. Well, there's a couple others. They're great. 580. Um, well, this is also a—also, it says, the one I just read, also any confinement—do you hear me? Any confinement must cease— when those reasons given rise to it no longer exists. And finally, Robinson versus the state of California, quarantine laws may be permitted as to, listen to me, this is Robinson versus state of California, quarantine laws may be permitted as to infected individuals, but not the public at large. Did you hear me, people? This doesn't even include people that show positive for COVID. If you're not sick from COVID, you're not infected from COVID. Because if that was true, I'm still infected from chicken pox. Because they tell me that when I had chicken pox when I was a youngster, that those chicken pox 
uh, virus. That virus is still in my system, though I don't have any chicken pox. I haven't had it since probably in the last 60 years. You got me? So any confinement must cease when those re- uh, quarantine laws must be permitted as to infected individuals, may be permitted as to infected, but not the public at large. Finally, a quarantine law that banned introduction of cattle into a state for several months of the year, regardless of whether the cattle were diseased, you see that, or not, was held to be unconstitutional. Railroad Company versus Husen, H-U-S-E-N. Let me say that again. A quarantine law that banned introduction of cattle into a state for several months of the year, regardless of whether the cattle were diseased. That it's not talking about testing positive. It's talking about they got they got they're sicker than a dog, dude. They got some funky stuff growing on them. Or disease or not was held to be unconstitutional. Listen, these closing of these political meetings, commissions, councils, super these things are communist. They are communist moves. They have nothing to do with our form of government. They have nothing to do with a a pandemic. Even if it was a black plague, it has nothing to do with that. It's totally a crock of crap. Um, All right. Uh, We need to take a break. I'm running. I run late on this one. We're going to start our fifth break here, a fifth uh, segment in, in just a heartbeat. Hold on. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. 
on the flyleaf under the heading my pledge he had written these words america must win this war therefore i will work i will save i will sacrifice i will endure i will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. In the city of San Francisco, you are not allowed to kiss on dates unless you cohabitate with your partner. This, according to the city's latest COVID-19 lockdown order. Now, you might think this is a joke, but I assure you it is not. You can read San Francisco's latest COVID lockdown order yourself and see it. No, the order doesn't explicitly address dating, but it does say you are not allowed to meet with any more than one person outside your own household, even outdoors, and if you do meet up with one person outside your household, you must mask and social distance. And even if you and your date are playing tennis, you can't touch the same tennis rackets or tennis balls. Can you believe this is real life? Our government officials are acting like the most oppressive tyrants in authoritarian theocratic regimes, enforcing dating rules that prohibit you from kissing your dating partner unless you live together. In fact, you can't even hold hands because you are required to stay six feet away from any other person outside your household. Dear Lord, I hope nobody is in San Francisco is following this part of the order. It's medieval. It's like Sharia law. You must cover your face. You're not allowed to touch. Don't you dare engage in any romantic activities with somebody unless you are part of their household. And whatever else you do, according to this updated lockdown order, do not celebrate Christmas with anybody outside of your own home. Tell me the truth here. If you heard these insane rules one year ago, before you'd ever heard of COVID-19, would you follow these dictates? Would you allow your elected representatives to tell you that you're not allowed to kiss your sweetheart on a date? Would you believe that San Francisco's government is telling people that your children aren't allowed to play with other children and that you're only allowed to stay at the playground for a specific certain amount of time? Would you believe politicians are telling you that you're not allowed to send your child to school? You're not allowed to eat at a restaurant, even outside. You're not allowed to travel for fun, and you must shut down your small business if the politicians dismiss you as non-essential. Think about that. One year ago, would you have mindlessly obeyed these power-drunk politicians with their ridiculous, unscientific, unconstitutional, insane orders? If not, why are you obeying now? You know what? 
After all President Donald J. Trump has done for the American people, after all President Donald J. Trump has been put through, after everything President Donald J. Trump has done for the Republican Party, there are 53 Republican senators in the United States Senate, and not one, not one of those senators would stand alongside President Donald J. Trump against this fraudulent presidential election. Only one person in the House of Representatives out of the 197 Republican representatives, only Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama is standing up with President Donald J. Trump. I find this disgraceful. I find it embarrassing. President Donald J. Trump is the best president in United States history, and we re-elected President Donald J. Trump, and the septic tank of Washington rejected him. We cannot allow this to stand. The American people voted for President Donald J. Trump. This man was re-elected in a landslide, and the septic tank of Washington, D.C., cheated him out of a presidency. And we can't allow this. I don't care what President Donald J. Trump has to do. I don't care if he claims the insurrection act. I don't care if he declares martial law. I don't care if he calls out the military against the Congress. We have to stand with President Donald J. Trump. I love President Donald J. Trump. This is the best president ever in my lifetime. I will always stand with President Donald J. Trump. I will be a forever Trumplican. I don't stand with the Republican Party. I stand with President Donald J. Trump. The only reason that I vote for the Republican Party is because of President Donald J. Trump and his policies. President Donald J. Trump, out of any president in my lifetime, has the best economic policy, domestic policy, and foreign policy that I have ever seen. And President Donald J. Trump is the rightful winner of the 2020 election. And you can bet your sweet ass on that. Here we are in our fifth segment. Uh, darn, let me let me get figure out what I'm doing here. And I'm going to give a shout out to some people that put me on this air, keep me on, whether you want to call it air or not, internet, whatever, podcast. So uh, first is uh, Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security. Monty's been huge help on this uh, recall, Gavin, locally here. Other people get some, a lot of credit, but Monty has been the, the backbone of this thing. And uh, Monty has a great business. You could use him to help you with your private issues in your house. He could he could help you with technology in your house to protect your house. Uh, really cool stuff. The technology today is amazing, and he knows how to how to do it. You can be you can be far away from home and have a ding come on your phone, and you can see somebody standing in front of your house. I mean, it, it doesn't cost that much. So Monty knows all about that. He does have personal they got the monitoring services they got people driving by 
They're protecting houses. They're protecting businesses. They're protecting construction sites, farming sites. They're all up and down Northern California, down south of Sacramento, all the way to the Oregon border. Uh, so if you need some help with security issues or brainstorming and strategies, Monty can help you. It's 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. He's busy, and he says, Lou, I need some people. I need workers. So you you need to be 18, so you can get into guard work younger than you can get into police work. So if you think, ah, I'd really like, I'm, I'd kind of like to be an officer, police officer, well, you can get a head start on that by getting some training, and that will look good on your portfolio when you um, – when you start going to one of the police academies. So um, you can give them a shout out. You can look at their websites at api-academy.com for their schooling, or you could go to eliteuniversalsecurity.com. They will train you. They have classes, all that kind of stuff. So they can also help you with a concealed weapon permit. Uh, myself, I don't get them. I'm just going to handle a gun. I don't need a permit. It's it's contrary to the Constitution, but if you don't want to fight that fight, you just want to have your you got a gun for Christmas, you need a permit. Uh, give a shout out to Monty; he'll help you uh, get that at his place. So the other pe- the other people, Dave Greenitz, and he's he said uh, he told me about a month ago that he was starting to take um, looking at more jobs if people wanted him to work for them uh, in January. Probably is pushing back to late January now, where he could come and look at your house. And give you a quote and look at your plans, help you design some plans and uh, do the work to put in a new bathroom, new new deck, new bathroom, uh, new kitchen. Uh, they'll even do a whole house fan. They do all kinds of stuff. They got four or five crews going right now. But uh, so they got quite a few projects they could do at the same time. It's not just him just doing one project. He has a crew, a cruise and uh, plus they have subs, great subs. So you can check out Dave's work without even going seeing it face to face or seeing him face to face if you're nervous or you're a millennial or something you you stutter a lot you can't really have a conversation with people you have to text them and you can uh, just look at his website at greenitzconstruction.com green with etz construction.com or go to his facebook site at dave greenitz construction facebook and you can look at some of their work there and if you think oh that looks really good here i wonder if they dolled it up polished it up you know, photoshopped it. He could probably get you a walkthrough at some of these amazing uh, projects that they've done. So uh, if you want the best, you need to wait for it. But sometimes if you're going to drop 30, 30 grand into your house, uh, you might as well have the best, right? I would. That's not going to cost you anymore. You could get a real funky job and the wall leans to the right. So uh, the other people that help us here is Plumbing Doctor, and that's at 530-671-9111. I don't take on people to help me that uh, have a bad reputation. Uh, so uh, these guys, you say, oh, Lou, you know, they, he just you just support them because they're your friends. Actually, it, I wouldn't, if people wanted me to prom- promote them, which I'm not opposed to, uh, I would not promote something that I wouldn't use myself. That's just the way I am. Life's too short at this point, right? I'm at the short end. Maybe starting out, you'll want as many advertisers. You'll promote anything, you know, tires that go flat after five miles. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I would never do that, and I'm certainly not going to do that this time of my life. So I want to talk about uh, Donald Trump's recent veto of the COVID bill. And um, this COVID bill was a fiasco. 
And what it should tell you is how corrupt our government is. Now, listen, when you think corrupt, don't think of parties, Democrat, Republican. They're all corrupt. In fact, I'm having a hard time finding anybody that's not corrupt. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to get back down. I, was, had, I had to move. Okay. So here's the deal. These, the, there's, it used to be you were worried about corporations buying like pharmaceutical companies swaying the vote or tobacco companies or something swaying the perspective or vote of your candidate, of your uh, congressman, your representative. Because of the global, the world has become smaller in that sense. Now we have Russia giving huge amounts of money to the Sierra Club to pressure uh, Newsom not to allow any oil drilling in California. Because why? Because it competes with Russian oil. So they pay environmentalists to, to, to undercut or throw people under the bus in the energy world, right? So we have China that doesn't want to compete with Donald Trump because he's actually holding them accountable for ripping off the United States up to the tune of $500 billion a year. So now they don't like that. So now they, they are funding other candidates to throw him under the bus. So Eric Swalwell down here in Contra Costa area, the Contra Costa County in Alameda County, he represents, he's a Democrat representing uh, those areas, the Bay Area in Congress. He was the most ardent complainer of Trump somehow having a collusion with Russia. He just wouldn't let up on it. Remember, he tried to run for president there for a bit, and then he dropped out. You know, you ever you ever been this? This is true, and I'd say generally in life, that people that are always so quick to judge people and bitter at people over some sort of illicit behavior often are doing that behavior themselves. Did you know that? I found that to be true. People that are critical about this and that, all of a sudden you find out, well, they're doing that. And and here while Swalwell, prior to Swalwell, going into an all-out attack starting just before the inauguration of the president, that he was a dirty dog and uh, and we need to impeach him because of Russia, even though it was total fabricate, fabricated. All the while, Swalwell was screwing a uh, a China spy, Fang Fang, and she was having sex with a number of guys, and uh, around around the country that she was getting secrets from. Now, while Swalwell was uh, doing that and taking money from her to run for Congress from the Chinese, uh, he he ended up getting on Congress and getting put on the the top committee on the most secret. Uh, that that committee doesn't even share what they know with the rest of the assembly or the Senate there. It's a very secret committee. Swalwell's on that committee. Now, China is dumping huge amounts of money all over the place and buying people off, including our college campuses. And I don't have time to call the Chinese. It's called the Chinese Institute. Is that what they call it? They give them a quarter of a million dollars just to start at each college campus. And then they tell them, hey, don't be saying anything nasty, negative about China, even if it's true, because we're giving you all this money. So Trump vetoes, a def he called it the defense spending bill. And he said the bill was a gift to China and Russia. Now, in this bill was a vetoing of a, of a turning back of the Insurrection Act that Trump uh, did an executive order called the Insurrection Act, which basically said anybody 
whether a domestic person or an international person or entity, which that'd be a business or nonprofit or a government, interferes with elections in the United States, uh, will will be prosecuted. They passed that after the 2018 election because the election was corrupt, but it never really came to the surface. But a lot of those people that are voted into office did not win those elections, but they the, the election was thrown just like it was this time. So he signed the uh, executive order <laughs> called the Insurrection Act. In this bill that was just vetoed, that was passed by majorities in the Senate and the House, it was a defeat of going after all these people to overthrow our elections. Now, I want you to think about that because those people that voted for that bill with all this other crap in it are traitors to the country. They're treasonous. They're, they're like a Benedict Arnold. They're traitors to the country people. That bill was, I think, 6,000 pages. Many of them didn't even read it, but they knew that Insurrection Act reversal was in there. Now, listen. Lynn Wood, who is the the uh, the attorney that's been fighting these election scandals from he's down from Georgia. And he's the guy that actually defended Richard's Jewel, who was the the uh, the movie was made about Clint Eastwood made the movie movie called Richard Jewel. Richard Jewel was the uh, security guard that found the backpack bomb that blew up. And then the FBI tried to frame him. And Eastwood, I'm confident, put that Richard Jewell movie together to expose the corruption in the in the FBI. It wasn't just a telling of the story of they just told they told a story of Richard Jewell. But the punchline in that was how corrupt the FBI was, not the top guys, the rank and file all the way to the top. Now, we've learned the top guys are corrupt. So Trump uh Trump says that the other thing that was getting shoved, the uh, the Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which gives immunity to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those platforms, they got they got immunity because just like a radio station or TV station. All they are is a medium for people to come on and say stuff. And so they aren't liable for what people say. Now, if they cuss or they do something weird and indecent, there's indecency stuff. But basically their perspective, whether they're pro-communist, anti-communist, there's no censoring on those deals, supposedly. So they give immunity. Well, when all these platforms started off like Facebook, uh, oh, YouTube, Google, Apple, all these things that put out all this news they promised the reason they got the section 230 exemption was because they were just said hey it's just the open marketplace and anybody can say whatever they want well soon they they blocked if you if you've been on facebook and you've got an opinion they're blocking you right so in that uh in this bill that all these republicans signed for it was letting all these social media groups off the hook. So all this hullabaloo, they behind the scenes, I'm telling you people, we are all getting ripped off. Now, maybe if you're hardcore blue, you're, you're a blue dog Democrat, you're for all this. I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to read a book about the takeover of Cambodia. I've read a number of them because I work over there. 
When the Khmer Rouge, the red communists called Khmer Rouge, took over, they murdered everybody with glasses because they were intelligent. And they caused everybody with any kind of industrial jobs or administrative job to go and farm, and they brought the farmers in to take over the industrial jobs. They totally flip-flopped that society, just like they're flip-flopping medicine right here in this in this community right here with Dr. Lou. They flip-flopped. They burned down the hospitals. They burned down the schools. They went back to folk medicine. But the, the, they were radical communists. They murdered people. They, they caused people to die of malaria. They walked people to death on marches across the country. But eventually, the Khmer Rouge turned on the Khmer Rouge. The more radical turned on the less radical. And I'm telling you, I'm, if this thing goes down, and it goes down bad for conservatives and patriots, and the Blue Dogs win, I'm telling you what's going to happen to them. Because Randy Mitchell said to an attorney here a while back, he said, when I go into court, I'm, I'm representing my rights and your rights. He said, why are you representing my rights? Because he said, right now they're after me, but he says, one day they're coming after you. And the only thing between you and them is this Constitution. And if that thing goes down, we're going to have people cutting each other's throat left and right. You think, oh... People snitch, hey, hey, you know, I had somebody get on, on me on a Southwest air flight because I wouldn't wear a mask. Some of the passengers was going to kind of try to muscle me a little bit, got all funky with me. Pretty soon, people will muscle everybody. Everybody's going to muscle everybody. It's going to be dog eat dog. And uh, so uh, anyhow, Trump has been pushing and many Congress people have been pushing to have Section 230 changed. They, that the the platforms, these social media platforms, do not get the protection of Section 230. So that means people like Candace Owens. By the way, if you saw Candace Owens, she is suing Facebook because of some of the things they've said or things they've done that are dishonest. So she's going after it. And now listen, I, I've changed the name of the of the uh, the Speaker of the Senate. It used to be Mitch McConnell. I call him Bitch McConnell. That guy is the biggest sissy. He he almost rivals uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, I'm sure that his transvesti- transvestite uh, or transsexual wife could kick his butt all the way to Atlanta. Uh, he is such a sissy. And Bitch McConnell's the same way. The, his wife, Elaine Chow, who's full-blown Chinese, and just because she's from China doesn't mean she's a traitor. But they are so deep tied into the Chinese government. That guy, he's he's working, if you notice, against Trump. And he's one of the top Republicans. Now, if you think that Republicans are not as corrupt as the Democrats, honestly, you, you, uh, you've been dipping into the smoke too much. Because you, you're just not firing on all your, your brain cells. You're flat. you got a flat spot somewhere up there. And McConnell, and he is playing. There is, they just got a different label. But it's, you know, it's kind of like, you, you know, you have, the, you have the label, like crystal milk, right? And then you have the, uh, the, 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 the brand X milk that the grocery store sells competitor to crystal, a little cheaper. Crystal's the same cows are pumping out the milk on both those brands, right? All we got is Democrats. And then we got brand X Democrats. They're all the same. And they're all, they're all corrupted. They're all buying out. You, you are the American people are getting screwed coming and going as the saying goes, I'm telling you, that's the way it is. If you think it's any different, 
we're getting screwed in California by these California candidates and the California Republican Party is corrupt as they get. Now, I told you some of the crazy things that they were spending money on. Now, uh, I'm going to Rand Paul. I'm going to spend some time on this because I'm telling you that government and big business, I'm talking big business and universities are so enmeshed together. It's it's the deep state, as they say. Rand Paul puts together what he calls Festivus. It's a list of grievances detailing $54 billion in government waste. And if this some of this doesn't bother you, uh, you must be shooting heroin like the people over the fence from me because you're just like nodding all the time, right? So uh, anyway, he highlights $54 billion. And uh, let me give you this. I'm going to st- skip the small numbers. So uh, we have studies on consuming ground-up bugs, one, $1.3 million, as well as the prevalence of par- a party drug use, a party drug use at New York City clubs and rave places, one point four billion. These are these are things we, we're running. We don't have money for you. We're shutting all these businesses down. But we can, we got funds for this. National Science Foundation got one point five million. And, uh, and for walking lizards on a treadmill there because they want to see how their joints move 1.5 million. That's the national science foundation, national Institute of health and the department of veterans affairs received 4.5 million in grants to spray alcoholic rats with bobcat urine. Now you'd think usually, <clears throat> usually rats are scared to death of bobcats, right? So if you sprayed a rat, an alcoholic rat with bobcat urine, I think the dude would want to drink more alcohol. Don't you think? I think I would. Uh, that's a grant. You'd think, oh, we're, we got to support the veterans. This is this is a veterans <laughs> Department of Veterans Affairs grant, but it's spraying alcohol, ra- alcoholic rats with bobcat urine. I'd like to spray some of these supervisors with bobcat urine. Regarding lizards on treadmills, Paul's report explained researchers spent half um, spent a million and a half taxpayer dollars to get lizards. To get six lizards, just six lizards, walk them on a treadmill while taking x-rays and 3D imaging technology and then figure out how their joints moved. On the Bobcat Urine Project, researchers spent five weeks giving rats intermittent access to alcohol to get them hooked. Then they put rats in the cage and literally sprayed them with Bobcat Urine. to sim- And they wanted to cause trauma and see how they handle it. Did they drink more, etc.? Okay, I got to take one more break, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. We got 20 more minutes. Just blew by fast. I got way too much stuff, as usual. Hold on. When the Holy Ghost gets the moon, y'all, y'all know it won't leave you alone. Yeah, there's something about the name of Jesus. And that's God's will, so forget it. <laughs> you mean God's mistake? Hey, hey. Hey, God don't make no mistakes. That's how we got to be God. <laughs> 
be blaming nothing on God that you's women brung on yourself. What? Yes, that's right. You don't believe me? Read your Bible. Read your story of Adam and Eve there. You know, Adam and Eve, they had it pretty soft out in paradise. They had no problems. They didn't even know they was naked. <laughs> but Eve, she wasn't satisfied with that, see? And then one day, against direct order, she made poor Adam eat that apple. God got sore. He told him to eat the clothes on and get the hell out of here. Fold or fight? The Republican Swamp Creatures were out in full force this week, waving their anemic white flags of surrender. After four years of President Trump's populist upheaval, with so much more of the MAGA agenda still left to complete, the Beltway Barnacles in both parties have had enough of the people. They're ready to get back to establishment business as usual, backscratching, compromising, capitulating, and carrying water for special interests. It's big donors first, America last. Watch here as Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell heaps praise on his fellow entrenched Senate colleague Joe Biden. And then, if you can stand it, watch McConnell flash a proud grin while celebrating lifelong political climber Kamala Harris as the first female vice president. So today I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. The president-elect is no stranger to the Senate. He's devoted himself to public service for many years. I also want to congratulate the vice president-elect, our colleague from California, Senator Harris. Beyond our differences, all Americans can take pride that our nation has a female vice president-elect for the very first time. So weak, so smarmy, so cringe. For decades, grassroots conservatives have voted the surrender caucus of the GOP back into office again and again while expecting different results. You see this meme here? Charlie Brown is the conservative base. Lucy is the GOP swamp. And that football is every promise to the rank and file on the right every single time. These swamp creatures rake in your hard-earned campaign donations now, but they'll abolish the behemoth Federal Department of Education later. They ask you to volunteer for the party now, but they'll defund NPR and Planned Parenthood later. They beg you to protect their majority now, but they'll secure the border later. Repeal Obamacare later. Repeal Section 230 and regulate big tech later. This week, the Lucy Van Pelt Republicans held out another prank football for Charlie Brown conservatives, vowing to end voter fraud at a Senate hearing. Not now, but sometime in the future later. But the fraud happened the election in many ways was stolen, and the only way it'll be fixed is by, in the future, reinforcing the laws. And all the talky McTalkers in Washington, D.C. ever do is monitor the situation year after year, decade after decade, and then sit back and do nothing. Check out this C-SPAN video clip I dug up of Stanford University computer science professor David Dill 15 years ago at a D.C. hearing of the Carter-Baker Commission on Election Reform. He was warning about the dangers of electronic voting. It is not sufficient that election results be accurate. The public must know that those results are accurate. That can only be achieved by making election processes as transparent as possible. Unfortunately, paperless e-voting technology is almost totally opaque. No one can scrutinize critical processes of the election, such as the collection of ballots and the counting of votes, because those processes occur invisibly in the electronic circuits.
Voters have no means to confirm that the machines have recorded their votes correctly, nor will they have any assurance that their votes won't be changed at some later time. In addition to local disasters because of flaky electronic voting machines, we, co we collected hundreds of reports from all over the country of odd voting machine behavior, including machines that selected the wrong candidate and machines that were sporadically left candidates off of the ballots. The vast majority of these problems have been left uninvestigated and unresolved. Our democracy is too precious to entrust to an ill-conceived and flawed technology. I hope you will recommend that we avoid doing so. Thank you. That was in 2005. It's 2020. If Republicans aren't going to fight against election and voter fraud here and now, they never will. A huge number of people, me included, are convinced that election fraud happened and continues to happen, like Mo Brooks. While others sit on the sidelines or roll over, Congressman Brooks has made election fraud the front and center focus of eight House floor speeches, most recently laying out how failure to stop illegal alien voting, vote by mail, and sabotage of voter ID requirements for 15 years created the conditions for the election theft. While Socialist Democrats and the fake news media repeatedly and falsely claim there was no voter fraud in 2020, what is most startling is this. America was warned 15 years ago that this would happen. The problem is not the magnitude of the fraud in close or disputed elections, and there are many, a small amount of fraud could make the margin of difference. How prophetic. On January 6, 2021, I have a choice. I can ignore truth, surrender to socialism, and accept electoral college submissions from states with election systems so badly flawed as to render their vote submissions unreliable, untrustworthy, and unworthy of acceptance. Or I can fight for America and move to reject them. I can't speak for anyone else, but as for me, Mo Brooks of Alabama's 5th Congressional District, I choose to fight for America. Vote or fight, I choose fight too. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, now it may be morning, night or noon. I don't know, but it's gonna be soon. Are you ready? All right, I want you, I, I, I gotta go over this. I, I gotta go over this waste because if you think there's any part of the government that's working, you're just deceived. What are we going to do about it? We need to do a massive takeover. And if we don't pull it off, we're screwed. Now, I'm at the end of my life, and I, I am not giving up. I'm not flying. I'm not going to go to a foreign country and 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 uh, kick back on the beach. I got grandkids here. I'm not so worried about my kids. They're at an age. They either get it or they don't, and uh, it's tough. But those grandkids, they are just clueless to what's shaking. So, uh, Rand Paul says, despite spending 15 years and billions of dollars, America's counter narcotics effort in Afghanistan are completely ineffective. Uh, it says, and so we're, we're continuing to spend money there. The fish and wildlife service is subsidizing yachting. <laughs> the national Institute of health paid to find out if hot tubbing can lower stress. The using CARES Act funds, remember CARES Act funds? That was supposed to help with COVID, right? The FAA, Federal Aeronautics a Aviation Agency, re 
renovated a taxiway at an airport on Nantucket Island, most often used by private jets. The National Institute of Health paid researchers to interview San Franciscans about how they use edible cannabis. FEMA paid for test tubes for COVID tests, but received contaminated mini soda bottles instead. NIH paid researchers to develop methods to stop growing adults from binge-watching television. Department of Defense tests uh, lost more than... This is amazing. Department of Defense lost more than 100 drones over Afghanistan. Lost them. USAID is... It's a part, a lower part of the... C, they work under the CIA. USAID is open to creating a venture capital fund in Bosnia and Herzegovina for bad investments. Uh, and you already heard about the lizards. Okay, other highlights. Spent billions in Afghanistan on counter-narcotics. I mentioned that. Eight billion point six. They uh, other other programs asked why stress makes hair turn gray. Thirty-six million. Interviewed San Franciscans about edible cannabis. Three million. Hot tubbing. Two million. Russians. T- Sends Russians to American community colleges for a gap year, 3.2 million. Hired interns to do busy work, $57,000. Bought COVID test tubes. Okay, remember that? And they ended up getting, they ordered what they thought were test tubes and got unusual soda bottles, $10 million. They developed, worked to develop a wearable headset to track eating behavior over $2 million tries to help people get over the fears of going to the dentist over $1 million. Despite billions in waste, Rand Paul identified himself as a happy warrior who will continue to sound the alarm on waste, fraud, and abuse of our taxpayer dollars. So he says, like I said last year, Congress has every tool it needs to fight and end government waste. It's just a matter of finding the willpower to use them. Rest assured, I will keep fighting for physical sanity and providing my colleagues in Congress with the opportunity to find their physical backbone. Physical mean F-I-S-C-A-L, not P-H-Y. So listen, I have all kinds of articles on the waste right down an hour away from here in Sacramento. It's atrocious, like billions of dollars spent on IT, and they, they've never used it because they can't figure out how to work it. They've hired companies. One, com- one company, had they were forced to return 50, this is a California situation, ret- they were forced to return $50 million that the government paid them, and it, their product never worked. They never could get it up. We're talking, you've heard about the disasters with the DMV and all that kind of stuff. It just goes on and on and on. They had a a management, a construction management system that Caltrans was supposed to use, never did get it up and going. They just don't use it. Now, I want to bring this up because it has to do with schooling, and our schooling is being run by communists. The sex ed is basically porn, distributing porn to kids. They're telling kids that they, boys, that they may be a girl. They're telling girls it may be a boy or they may be a little bit of each. 
in all kinds of genders. Uh, it's it's absolutely nonsense. They're t- telling kids they came from a monkey. They're telling kids that in the, in their in the next few years the whole earth will burn up. It's just absolutely. I, I would get more sane things coming from people on LSD. Teachers. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I don't even know why I have to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I know some good teachers, right? But I'm telling you the the level of incompetence in our public schools, including your friends who run the local public schools in Yuba Sutter areas, is atrocious. In the private sector, they would be fired. And if they had to make a profit and actually produce something, they are all smiling and it's all feel good, touchy feely. Oh, we're we're gonna we're concerned about the coronavirus. I would not I would hold a gun to the forehead of the superintendent of schools before I would allow my kids to go to the public schools right now. Gary Cena, all of them. Ravellis down the street from me here, Francisco. I would not allow any kid of mine to be in the public schools. They are totally corrupt. The schooling is horrid. They are they're scoring in the bottom uh, of the 50 states. They are they're pushing stuff that's crazy. Now, there's a new website. I haven't looked at it. I'm just throwing it out there. Everybody needs to be moving. There's such great resources on the Internet right now that you can pick and choose. And there's great curriculums, honestly, that that you can take a half day just a few hours a day and get more than they can get in two and three days at a public school. And you, and your kids will come out brighter, more socially adjusted, less perverted, less twisted. And says there's a new website that is tracking woke W O K K E curriculum, which is BS political correctness curriculum woke curriculum and liberal indoctrination in schools and invites parents to submit examples from their children's school. So it's interactive. So the website, write this down. The website is called, what are they learning? I don't know whether it's .com or what, just what, what are they learning? It describes itself as a crowdsourced site created by Luke Rosiak, an investigative journalist and data analyst in Washington, D.C. area, who has written about the impact of equity on schools across the country. Equity is garbage. The whole concept of equity is garbage. That What, that, what that's saying is that we need to, this is pure communism, is somehow, doesn't matter how hard you work or how, how little the other person, work, person works, everybody gets the same at the end of the day. It's baloney. The interactive site, which suggests parents think of it as a wokey leaks instead of WikiLeaks, wokey leaks observes parents across the country suddenly become aware of what the children are being taught behind closed doors when schools shut down in March due to the coronavirus pandemic. So what happened is I, I heard this right away. As soon as they said, we're going to shut schools down and we're going to put the, we're going to put the lessons out on the, on, on uh, zoom, for instance, Teachers began to freak out, particularly in universities, because usually adult adult folks had no way to look in on what their kids were being taught. And teachers are pretty buff, intellectually buff against a kid that's 12 years old, 15, 16, 17, when they're like 35 or 55, right? 
and pouring all this communist crap down their throat or environmentalist crap. But when the parents are looking in on that and they're smarter than the teacher and they call them on it, they can't defend. They cannot defend in a debate their argument. They can't against a 14 or a 10 year old. So, uh, so this is, this is exposed. I mean, I, to me, if there's any positive in the COVID breakdown of our society, it's a shutdown of our schools to hell with them to hell, literally to hell with the schools. They belong in hell. They are corrupted. They don't teach the constitution. They teach like everybody, every founding father was a pervert, uh, screwing slaves all the time, uh, ripping people off killing Indians. I mean, it's just, it's nonsensical. Uh, they do not teach the whole story. So it says, uh, schools routinely assign curriculum that aggressively pushes points of view on contemporaneous political debates and encourages students to adopt the belief that they are oppressed and powerless. That is so much crap. Even if, if they previously operated under the assumption that they were happy and free the website says it goes on to say the ideology most commonly being pushed in our schools related to equity defined as equal outcomes. That's what Kamala Harris is pushing. They also call this critical race theory is, is not is, the critical race. theory is not a re- preference for the Democrat party or Republican one, but rather something closer to nihilism. That may be something you, if you haven't take philosophy, That's a new term for you. Nihilism, N-I-H-I-L-I-S-M, nihilism. That means that American children are living under tyrannical capitalistic regime. That's what they teach there, that they are living under a, a horrible tyrannical capitalistic regime. Capitalism is evil. The fact is capitalism has produced the phenomenal wealth that pays these teachers more than they're worth and pays them for the rest of their life, whether they work or not. Is that amazing or what? What country in the world, from the time you start work to the time you drop dead, pays you when you're only working about 20 to 20, 20 to 30 years? And you might live for another 30 years after you retire, for goodness sakes. That's crazy. And they're, they're saying that the goose that laid that golden egg needs to be shot in the head. That's crazy. As bizarre as this sounds, the guy says, it's happening in nearly every school district from rural to urban and is funded by our own government and people like George Soros and the Chinese. Now, these guys, these guys are communists. Now you think, oh, well, it couldn't be happening at Marysville Joint Unified. Listen, I have looked at stuff going in our local public school system because there are people inside our public school system that are sick to their, they're, they're just sick to death of what's going on in our public school system. People that work in the system, they're sick of it. They hate it. They're sick of it. It, they're, it makes the it just baloney. We're a, they arrest people for child abuse. These government officials, these people that are running these schools and approving this curriculum, they are the child abusers. They should go to the Yuba County Jail and be held un, under uh, personal protection so they don't get screwed up the butt. They are molesting kids. They are, oh, well, I know, I went to high school here. I don't care whether you went to high school with the the superintendent or not. He is approving. If you were spineless and you cannot get a grip and fight against this corruption, you were a part of the problem. 
You know, it's so amazing to me. We are so critical, so critical in the Nuremberg trials of one after another after another SS officer. Guilty of killing all these Jews or put it, forcing them on a train or causing them to go into the gas chambers or doing this or doing that or experimenting on little children. And 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 we had a problem with them saying, well, I was just doing my job. I, I didn't really have a choice. I just doing my job. That is no different than administrators in counties, government, supervisors, city council, Schools, listen, you would much been better off being raised in the 30s, been an adult in the 30s or 40s, because the stakes today are a lot higher, baby. The stakes today with this takeover of this country are a lot higher. And if this doesn't go down for communism, people are coming after you. If there isn't an organized Nuremberg style trial of of what's going down, people are just going to patriots are going to come and kill you. I'm guaranteeing that you, you screw around with their kids, manipulate their kids, poison their kids. People are going to come for you. I'm guaranteeing this whole thing of everybody being civil. When you blow out the civil and you lock people up and tell them you can't come out of your home, you hang that we had the sheriff's department for God's sake, going out and putting uh, quarantine notices on people's houses in a violation of the federal HIPAA laws. But don't they even know the rules? You know, it, at one time we trusted that the courts, probation, <clears throat> CPS, IRS, FBI, DOJ, the Sheriff's Department, the Police Department knew the law. They don't. They do not. We have people running around hanging medical warnings on people's houses. You know what, you know, um, my friend Mark Holbrook, who died a few years ago of cancer, he sent me some T-shirts, and it has this, this uh, uh, it looks like an N on it. Well, it's not an N, but it, 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 there's, it's an Arabic letter. And he said, Lou, that, that Arabic letter corresponds to our alphabet N. And he said, the reason we put that on the T-shirts, because in Iraq and, and in these, uh, these Muslim countries, they would go down the street, and if it was a Christian household in these predominant Muslim countries, they would write the Arabic letter, they would graffiti it in large letter, one letter. That Arabic letter corresponded to the letter N. You think, well, what's that have to do with Christianity? It has this. It stood for the Nazarene, Nazarene, Jesus the Nazarene. And they would put the Arabic letter that corresponded to our N, which meant N, N for Nazarene, on those houses, which means this house is marked just like they marked the Jewish people with a star. Listen, people, we need to get our kids out of school and we need to come against Every evil that we see, instead of just being passive, this is no time to be passive. Let, let me read some of the things that are being taught in our public school. California sixth grade lesson that teaches children about Afro hairstyles and suggests Afros are a sign of good of good genes. It, it, this stuff is just nonsense. Quote, courageous conservation training, quote, unquote, in Southington, Connecticut, explores the role of whiteness to deepen interracial dialogue about race. 
That's called courageous conversation training. Here's another one. Cambridge public schools in Massachusetts teach white supremacy culture, meaning white and privileged families have inequitable amounts of power, access and influence. They make people feel bad about their ethnicity unless they're a person of color. And and they teach that about their influence at the district school and classroom levels. Rosiak wrote, this is the guy that's putting this website together at the Daily Caller about how school districts in Howard County, Maryland, and Fairfax County, Virginia, were pushing to bus kids to produce equity. Though data showed busing does not shrink the achievement gap between white and Asian students and those from black and Hispanic backgrounds. But you're just going to do it anyway because we think that's cool. This website allows you to browse problematic curriculum being assigned across the country and anonymously upload your own samples so you can put your own examples from your school on it. To We need to blow this up, folks, is what we need to do. Blow it up. Cause the curriculums to get out there. And uh, so this thing is, what are they learning? It says, these people push this curriculum on children precisely because they are some of the only people who don't know any better and don't have the authority or push back. What do you do when you're a child and you push back? You get detention. You get thrown out of school. You get stood in the corner. You get to stand outside the classroom where it's cold or hot or something like that. You get mocked. Worse than doing anything else, you get shamed. You bring up something about Jesus. You get, you know, they do show and tell. You bring up something about Sunday school or church or doing something spiritual, and people just mock you and put you down. That's worse than any of this other baloney. So the kids can't push back. I'll tell you what, you, you put you put a kid, if I had any kids, a teenager, or and they had to teach teacher talking trash over that zoom i'd be coming right on that zoom be hosing that dude down some of these kids get so fed up with it they're just walking away from zoom and going to play games on another computer these people push the curriculum on kids precisely because they are some of the only that they don't know any better they don't have any authority to push back the site continues adults seem to know what they're doing is wrong what the teachers are doing is wrong and the superintendents are wrong. And when it sees the light of day, it frequently, there's frequently a recoil. This site facilitates the transparency. Now, listen, we have the ability to turn this whole thing around in the schools really quick. If one thing is the bright spot of COVID, it's the school thing. Screw these union people. I, again, I know some wonderful teachers and actually they're helping me on this podcast, giving me information, trying to, trying to turn this thing around themselves and help children because they love kids and they're good teachers. We're all done today. And so, uh, uh, new year's is coming up and, uh, I don't know what you normally do for new year's. I always like new year's. I set new year's right. I established some new year's resolution. So I'm, I'm going to establish some this year. We don't know whether we got a year ahead of us. You know, the Bible says you don't know, uh, don't presume upon the future. Just say, if the Lord wills, I'm going to be here next year, if the Lord wills, right? Because we don't know how many days we have on this earth. So God bless you, and uh, I hope you had a nice Christmas. If not, go out there and make a, do a, a, a celebrate week after Christmas. Just get it on, okay? Catch you later. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. 
Someone to love, someone to love, sweetheart of mills, sweetheart of mills. 